Welcome to our brand new show It's not that complicated so listen close We'll go through IMDB Reviewing all of an actor's movies Blank spank, blank spank Blank spank, blank spank Blank spank, blank spank Blank spank Okay, so are we starting now? Because this brings me in actually to what I wanted to discuss first off. <laughs> okay, 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 I guess. Yeah, so, okay, I guess. I guess we're recording. Okay, yeah, go. Perfect. So I am fully caught up in the podcast, and I know Jamie, you have a lot of concerns about Al and I having another domestic. Um, okay. First of all, in the first time we recorded this, that was more just a disagreement over the movie. So I thought I'd start today off with a true domestic. It was, uh, we, were, <laughs> we were relitigating um, an incident from 2014 a few days ago, and I thought, you know what, I think the podcast is a good place to do this. Oh, no, I'm really worried. I'm really yeah, worried about so this. so Jamie, is. you're going to have to tell me who's in the right here, because I think Al made a very strange claim, and I just need someone to validate me. Or not. Okay. We'll see. Okay. Anyways, so the year is 2014. Yes. We don't know you yet. Okay, Okay, that makes me so much more. Yeah, Al and I have probably been dating for about three months at this point. Like, okay, it's nothing serious. Well, whatever, maybe it was. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, Al at this point is still a first year at university, living in this student halls. They're really far away, and one night he goes to an ABBA bop at the student union. I did not. I don't know what I was doing. This is not a good story. It is no, but I live quite centrally. (laughs) I live quite centrally in town. Anyways, about 1.30, I get a call from Al saying, can I, uh, can I come stay with you? I'm, like, really drunk. I mean, he honestly probably said it a lot worse than that, but... I, I'd assume so, yes. Yeah. Anyways, I let him up. He's bought some, like, chicken nuggets, and um, I've, like, never seen him so drunk in my life. He can't lie down because he's going to vomit if he lies down. So he's sitting on this little couch in my bedroom, and... Okay he's like i'm gonna vomit and i'm like okay go to the bathroom and he says no can't make it can't make it so i go get him a bucket he vomits okay. probably for four hours probably should have taken him to the hospital not for four hours no, it was not whatever. four hours <laughs> there That's was noises like, coming for a very long time anyways next morning like i'm trying to sleep through the sounds of him vomiting um mm-hmm. wow a lot of care a lot of care how very Jamie, caring Jamie, of you all i'm gonna say is just you know look at the scene picture in your head and notice that apparently i'm left by myself <laughs> to die anyways <laughs> He literally fills this bucket. Uh, sorry, sorry this is, is not true. This is graphic. I'm sorry. I do not fill a bucket with vomit. That not fill, like to... there was there was a lot there. Okay, this wasn't just like a little dry heave. So, anyways, morning comes and Alan's like, "All right, I'm gonna go." And I kind of look at him and I'm like, "Are you gonna clean that?" And he goes, mm, "I just really don't feel well." <laughs> and I say, "Okay, I'm not cleaning it." And he goes, mm, I just really can't do it. I just don't feel good. And he leaves. Anyways, I have to clean up his vomit. I'm still mad about this to this day. I think that was... <laughs> yeah, I can tell. I think that was so strange. Anyways, I bring this up to Al on Friday night. And he goes, yeah, but when you've had allergy attacks, I've been there while you are being sick. I think those are two very different whoa, situations. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You've asked me to do stuff for you while you were simultaneously shitting and vomiting at the same time. <laughs> all I'm saying... I didn't I'm ask you to clean is- it. Well, you asked me to do other stuff to help out. What? Like, I don't know, a glass of water. It's a very comparable situation. Jamie, you look so uncomfortable. Anyways, who do you think is in yeah, the right here? Guys, I... No, we'll, we'll finish that. Carry on. I don't think we got to a point. Oh, I mean, the point is the point. Al thinks they're comparable things so that okay. I should not be mad. I think they're not comparable because I did not choose to have an allergic reaction, whereas it is a choice to be drunk. No, I, no, 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 no. I didn't choose to be sick. 
Well, I mean, you chose to eat food knowing the risk that you could have an allergy attack. I chose to drink knowing the risk that I could drink too much. I think they're very different. Okay. Okay. Uh, A lot going on here. So, firstly, yes, Al, straight off the bat, yes, you should have cleaned it up. (laughs) There's there's no debate there. You absolutely should have cleaned it up. That's not a question. (laughs) However, uh, I would like to make it clear to our dear audience members uh, who might not know. By the way, our guest today is Alyssa Music. Hello, Alyssa. Welcome to the podcast. (laughs) She decided to introduce herself before we started, but that's fine. Um... I do want to make it clear to to potentially not characterize Al as poorly as he might come off uh, in his argument, uh, which is you are allergic, Alyssa, to literally everything. Yeah. I I have had uh, to to serve food in and around <laughs> you on various occasions, and I want to make it clear that it is a minefield. I want to at least help Al in that it's not that you're just like oh you have an allergy to gluten and that's no. it. <laughs> Um, it's it's a lot of things. It's a lot. I guarantee that. Um, the amount of so, reaction so I, they have is minimal. That's not true. You have there have been many meals where we had to go either early or near the end of the meal because you're vomiting and shitting. All right, <laughs> every time. All right, well, we I will vomiting. And yes, shitting. I, will, I will. I will. I will say, Al, you said that once. I was surprised you said it once. I'm even more surprised you said it twice. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I will say that I have not I have not been party to that part of it. I've just been part of the accommodation, which I can understand it's might hard. grate I on someone. I, I remember uh, having a barbecue uh, where we had a, a specific seasoning where there was one ingredient of the like 19 ingredients. And so we recreated it from the 18 other ingredients. Um, but, but I was happy to do that uh, because we are happy to accommodate you uh, and make you happy. And I would like to say, I would like to hope that you would also like to accommodate Al and make him happy uh, when he is so desperately, desperately sad. Um, so what I'm Depends saying is, it it is it is so uh, clear why you have been together for so long because you're both as bad as each other. <laughs> and with that, hello and welcome to Blank Spank Season Two, The Hathaway Stashaway. I am Jamie Loxon, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Al, my co-host Al Gillespie. Say hello, Al. Is this an SOS? Are you sending an SOS? Do you need help, Alexander? I mean, you, you, Alyssa, referred to my extreme un- uh, uncomfortableness last time you had a domestic. And this time I was planning on at some point early on joking about how I have a beer ready in the fridge in case things get a bit too testy. And and you've just come in way too strong. So, um, Al, if you'd like to introduce your girlfriend, I'm going to go and get a beer. Uh, 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 hello everyone uh, You know, some people in life They're afraid to pull the punches Alright, and those people suck Alyssa Music Not afraid to throw a punch On an internationally distributed podcast Say hello Alyssa Hi there Sorry, is that my whole introduction? I thought I'd get like, I don't know When I listen to podcasts usually it's like really bigging up the guests Okay, yeah sure She likes uh, The Real Housewives but is unmarried herself. She likes The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, but is a bachelorette herself. These are all marriage related, so I think the third one, which doesn't put me in an even more awkward situation. Yeah. She likes Canada and lives in, you guessed it, Canada. Uh, Much to my chagrin. Music. Oh, yeah, thank you. Yes, I am right. sorry. I've heard a lot of um, 
dislike from Jamie, perhaps. I'm looking for the, the right word, but I'm too tired. Um, annoyance that I have brought Al here, but he is now stuck, so you're welcome. Um, I also do want to say that uh, when you said that you were going to relitigate something from 2014, I thought it was going to be the first ever thing you... I heard that you hated me for quite a while oh. for something quite inappropriate I might have said in a group chat. <laughs> yeah. And I thought that might have been litigated on the <laughs> podcast. And I'm really glad we didn't go there. Don't so let's worry, move my on. Is with Al, uh, not with you. <laughs> Very good. I'm glad I'm on the good. I'm in the good books this week. Uh, I cannot confirm that after I express my thoughts about this film, I will continue to be in your good books. Uh, but let's get onto it. So we, uh, what? Why is Alyssa here? Good question. Many people might ask. It is because um, she has been on the podcast before to talk about her favorite Tom Hanks film, which was Sleepless in Seattle. The aforementioned uh, domestic, uh, caused by minor nows, potentially slightly more lukewarm opinions of that Check film uh, than Alyssa. Before you yes. wreck yourself, I love Sleepless in Seattle. You know what I hate? Sleepless in Seattle too. That's right. You've got mail. A movie which is based oh, you've around, got mail. It was you've got mail. I'm sorry. Around email, was, something nobody mail. uses anymore. AOL, a company that don't even exists anymore. And then, of course, finally, capitalism crushing local bookstores. You, you are absolutely correct. And I think that shows just how much that film is similar to Sleepless in Seattle that I literally confused them. Uh, so that happened way back in season one. Uh, when the aliens uh, were invading and wanted to join the United States of space, etc. Uh, then in season two, uh, my dear girlfriend was uh, on the podcast to talk about one of her favorite films, Ella Enchanted. Yes, <laughs> right. <The classic. laughs> That's right. Okay, good. I was again confused that with uh, with uh, Princess Diaries or whichever one it is. I'm very bad. Uh, anyway, for that episode, uh, Ellen was on for the entire episode. Mm. Whereas Alyssa, in her episode, was only allowed on for the last 20 minutes. And uh, which you, I hear. And recording in my home. Yes, yes, that, that is true. You were literally upstairs uh, for many of those records, mm. that one included. Uh, and then we, we paused and you came downstairs uh, to record. So, so I could see why that might not seem like equitable treatment. Uh, and, you know, the, the, the podcast producers uh, were informed uh, mm-hmm. about your um, potential uh, disappointment uh, and your wish to return for your favourite Anne Hathaway film, Ocean's 8. Mm-hmm. So before we get into Ocean's 8, I just want to hear from you, Alyssa, uh, about your relationship with Anne Hathaway. What, what are your thoughts on her as an actress, her movies outside of Ocean's 8? What are your favourites? What do you think her strengths are? Do you agree with all the people that hate her for no particular reason? Um, what, what, are, what are your thoughts on Anne Hathaway as a whole? Okay, no. I was always an Anne Hathaway fan. When people hated her, it made me really upset because I felt like I felt like I related to her because I feel like people just didn't like her because she just tried so fucking hard. And as someone who also likes to just try too hard in occasions where it might not be the best choice to do, I felt that. Obviously, Princess Diaries is my other favorite, one of the first. It was um it was one of the first DVDs I ever owned and made me really wish that I had a relative that was a princess and really start trying to pride my parents. I'm like, is there any situation or any chance that there's someone royal in our family to which the answer was obviously no um this movie in particular is a favorite as of late i saw it three times in cinemas don't totally know why i saw it three times in cinemas i think i saw it 
once with some friends, once with Al, and then maybe once again with some other friends. Obviously, only once with Al because he didn't like it as much as I did. Um, and then spoilers. Oh, sorry. And then for <laughs> some, for some reason, it is always showing on airplanes. Not that we've been on airplanes as of late, but for what, however many years after this came out until COVID, every time I was on an airplane, I watched it once, maybe twice, because it really helps the time pass, and I really love it. The okay, we, 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 we will potentially litigate that uh, later. Um, moving away from the Anne Hathaway of it all, um, Alyssa, you started an Instagram for your dog recently. Oh, yes. Um, I, I would just like to, to hear, because especially from uh, potentially some of the captions, it seems like it might have been a, a slightly enforced mm-hmm, Instagram mm-hmm. starting so, uh, by Alexander. I would like to hear what, what's makes, going on in your home sound leading like up to the Jackson's dad, right? Being there, being like, yo, Alyssa, put out some Instagram content. Okay, so it's actually almost the opposite. When we first got Gus, I kind of wanted to make an Instagram for her. But even before we got the dog, Al goes, no, we are not doing that. That is like my one rule. We cannot have an Instagram for this dog. Okay. So I just took that to mean, well, okay, if we can't have an Instagram for the dog, unfortunately, all of my content will be about the dog. Um, anyways, apparently it got a little too much to the point the other day, Al looks at me and goes, I think maybe you should just make one for the dog because you don't even have your own Instagram anymore. It's just Gus. So that's how that came about. Okay. Um, so I'm not allowed to you... speak in that Instagram as if it's first person, so it can't be like, uh, yeah, loved you, my walk you've today, already pretending broken, I'm Gus. You've already broken that rule. Um, not technically, actually. <laughs> you've already broken that no, rule. No, not technically. It's implied first person. <laughs> Sorry, well, Jamie, implied, Jamie we're, going back, we're going back to podcast court. <laughs> One second, all right? Okay. I, don't, I knew this would happen. Why did I bring it's it up? It's okay, <laughs> Jamie, we're going to podcast court. One second. Okay. Take, Al has all these time limits on his phone, so it takes him forever to look things up. Okay, that one's not. But that let's go to the, uh, the uh, what's the Instagram what account? Was Augusta the Bernadoodle? If anyone wants to follow, not Augusta yes, the yes, Bernadoodle. There's another one with a similar name. <laughs> yes, so it's it could it could be first person, but it also could not be. Read it aloud. Okay, let, okay. let's 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 hit read, read it in, scri- with I'll, no with no bias. Sure. Okay, I, I want this read completely. The photo first. It's okay. a photo of uh, of uh, Gus with a Lacroix can. Okay. Okay. You know, as though she had drunk the Lacroix can. Okay. Needed to see what all the fuss was about. Ten out of ten would lick again. That's not necessarily Gus speaking. <laughs> Sorry. Why would you be the one licking the no. can again? <laughs> implied that there's an implied. I, I think she would lick it again. She enjoyed it. I can tell. I, I, unfortunately, Alyssa, I was on your side in the first. That is fully in the first person. Uh, fine, <laughs> that is fine. 100% in the first person. Um, now, do I agree whether uh, a man should be policing how his girlfriend <laughs> posts on her dog's Instagram? Maybe not. But if that is a rule that was agreed, that's definitely in the uh, first person. Fine, um, fine. Goodness gracious. We should probably just get into this film because I imagine we're going to talk about it quite a lot. So, um, this week we are reviewing Oceans 8. It is a spin-off sash continuation in the same universe, but with none of the same cast uh, of the Oceans trilogy, that being Oceans 11, uh, Oceans 12 and Oceans 13, star- uh, made by Steven Soderbergh and starring Matt Damon, Brad Pitt and George Clooney. Uh, it is not like, obviously this is a silly comparison, because, but... It is not like Ghostbusters in that it was a complete reboot. These characters were just completely new. They were just taking mm. the IP. This is technically 
and I say technically, uh, a continuation of the same universe. Those links are potentially tenuous, so, uh, but we will discuss that. Uh, Alexander, so you are on Film Context this week. Uh, yes, what can you tell gonna, me? I was going to say on that, that's, it's a little bit like the new Ghostbusters, which is a, seemingly an in-universe sequel to Ghostbusters 1 and 2. So there's new is one, it? Yeah, the, the new one by... Oh, oh the new, new the one. New, by new, new one. The other one was not. The other one was kind of like parallel universe Ghostbusters. Uh, yeah. So Ocean's 8. So you say to yourself, all right, we got that first movie. It's made by Soderbergh. Can we get Steven Soderbergh back to come make this one? No. Steven Soderbergh is an executive producer on it. Uh, he is not uh, directing it or writing it. It was written by Gary Ross. You ask yourself, Gary Ross? Ooh, what's he done before? Seabiscuit. Um, Alexander, I'm just going to pause you there for a second. Uh, I know that your your lovely girlfriend is there and you love to look at her as much as possible, but the microphone is in front of you. And every time you turn to speak to Alyssa, you are no longer speaking into the Apologies. microphone. I'm sorry, I'm distractingly beautiful this morning. <laughs> what? Um, <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> Uh, directed by Gary Ross, uh, director of, uh, I think, you know what, Jamie, Seabiscuit, all right? He directs Seabiscuit. But does he get any, any experience directing films about women? Of course he does. He also directed The Hunger Games. That's right, the first one, also known as the only one I watched. Uh, which you know, Also known as the best one. Yep, the screenplay was co-written by Ross and uh, Olivia Milch. Um, it uh, stars, oh God, in order... Uh, Sandra Bullock, Kate Blanchett, Anne Hathaway, Rihanna, Sarah Paulson, Aquafina, Mindy Kaling, Helena Bonham Carter. And you might think to yourself, that's eight people. You know? Off the bat, we've got eight. So we kind of know who the Ocean's Eight are at the beginning. Oh, are, are you potentially here. suggesting that the casting and marketing of this movie might reveal one of the twists inherently? Oh. No, Alexander, oh. not at all. Uh, dear listeners, I would like it known that uh, I, that Alyssa did a very large eye roll in that moment. So, um, cost a cost a cool seventy million dollars. Uh, so, uh, in- can we talk about? Can we talk about while we're in? Can we talk about the cast? Because it's nothing yeah. to do with actually what happens in the movie. Yes, but the casting of this annoys me why? quite a lot How? because why the fuck is rihanna in this movie she's so she's... good in this movie Whoa! are you joking Whoa! Whoa! okay agree to disagree on that point i guess <laughs> rihanna is very bad in this movie rihanna is not a good actress oh, my she gosh. isn't so all i'm gonna say is comparing it to and this is not this movie this is more an indictment of hollywood in general and how casting of ensemble movies um has changed in that in the original trilogy of course the top build people you've got you've got Clooney you've got Pitt you've got Matt Damon mm. but below that it's not huge huge stars and that's fine because movies used to be able to sell on like two or three or even one person but ensemble movies these days feel like you just every single fucking person that's in this movie has to be like, what the fuck? Why is that person in this movie? It's why James Corden ends up in every single fucking movie, including this one. <laughs> Spoilers! <I> feel- <laughs> we could have had a surprise James Corden for the first time on the show. Um, so the casting of this seemed... And, and lots of ensemble movies these days seem very much just in the vein of it doesn't matter what part they're playing. It doesn't matter whether they suit the character. 
we're just going to get people so we can be like, look who we've got in this fucking movie. Pete Davidson is in the Suicide Squad. What? That makes no fucking sense. Uh, but Pete Davidson is in it. And have you I, seen the Suicide Squad? It makes a lot of sense. All right. I, I, I have, to be fair, to be fair, I do agree. Pete Davidson but anyone looks like someone who would be in the Suicide Squad That's, anyway. Like um, it works. Here's my thing, Jamie, in general, right? Here's yeah. my thing. Uh, is Rihanna better or worse than Don Cheadle, and more specifically Don Cheadle's British accent in the Ocean's Trilogy? I would say she's a worse actor, but the accent is horrible. But you know who also has a horrible accent in this movie? Helena Bonham Carter. You've got Helena Bonham Carter in your movie and you give her an accent which she clearly can't do and just drops in and out of all the time. I think it's delightful. I don't know what your problem... You're being very fussy. (laughs) I... I, this is not necessarily a criticism of the movie in and of itself. It's more a criticism of the industry. I don't like that that's where ensemble movie casting mm-hmm. is going. That Rih- I, I don't even think they believe that Rihanna is a good character in this movie. She says like four things. They clearly got Rihanna and were like, okay, but she can't really character. act. So give her like four things to say. So, uh, of course, the film is centered around a heist which occurs at the Met Ball Gala. The Met Ball, uh, yep. as you might know, is the ball in which once a year uh, all your female and gay friends go, hey, look at these outfits. Uh, and you, as a cool straight guy, are like, I love those outfits too. Um, specifically, you might remember Rihanna, uh, one, one year the theme being Catholicism, and Rihanna dressing as the Pope. It was a good outfit, right? Two thumbs up. Hosted by uh, Anna Winter, uh, typically uh, the editor of American Vogue. Um, it actually did have some, uh, I believe it had some scenes either shot at the Met Ball, or, sorry, I was no. looking away from this, but it did go and recreate them afterwards. So they did have people like Olivia Munn down at where the Met Ball is held, I believe. Is that right? Yes, so there's there's a whole buttload of people who appear as themselves uh, who are all semi-regular. Well, actually, would Olivia, Olivia Munn? Olivia yeah. Munn gets invited to the... Years, see, okay, I don't want to be critical of Olivia Munn, but there is a line in this movie that says this is the most exclusive party of all time <laughs> and Olivia Munn and Rita Ora regularly get invited. I don't know if it's the most exclusive party of all time. <laughs> I'm not being mean about those people, but, you know, if I'm hosting the most exclusive party of all time, I don't know if Rita Ora makes the cut. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Not really. The film costs $70 million, so, you know, by Anne Hathaway standards, that puts it below something like Interstellar, but above, a lot above Brookback Mountain. Uh, so, you know, quite spenny. Uh, it did make good money back. It made about $300 million back, 297.7 uh, something uh, at the box office. But despite that, there haven't been talks about a sequel. Uh, so far, An Ocean's Nine does not seem to be in the works. It did get quite lukewarm critical reception, which I think probably cools oh, people on it. And uh, apparently Soderbergh is thinking about doing another one afterwards, which presumably... We don't so, know if that uh, would be continuing the Ocean's, like, 14... Or if it then goes Ocean's Nine, the scale back. So I, I do. I, I, firstly, I do think that they called this Ocean's Eight so that they could have Ocean's Nine and Ten and have a trilogy before overlapping with Ocean's Eleven. But also, uh, Alyssa, Al said that it received lukewarm yeah. reviews, and you just proclaimed sexist. Yes, now I, I would like to ask: are, are you are you claiming that Al is sexist for stating that fact, or no. or that the review, I mean, or yes. that the reviews them? Kind of the both. Reviews the themselves. reviewers are sexist, and as I'm sure this podcast will reveal, your, both of your distaste, <laughs> I will label as sexist a lot. Yes, yeah, no, I know. I imagine, <laughs> I imagine this was going to be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, want, I, 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 I would, I would, 
I but would it's women. like no no I want to reiterate it's a movie directed by a man and also the one of the co-writers was a dude all right I want to throw out yeah, that as a product directors that get big movies that's a larger problem sure it, yes yes exactly. we agree we're in agreement we're on your side hold up something as a feminist like masterpiece in a world <laughs> it where it's a product created by a dude to sell you one um, well you know what call me sold I love it uh, you've got to save it for the end Oh, oh my god podca- Okay podcast over right <laughs> <laughs> bam, 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 bam. Um, Okay Alexander is, is that all you have Shall we Shall we dive Oh no yeah. we will not dive straight in But is that all you have Before we do the next part of the show uh, Let's. That is all I have Before we do the next part of the show Alyssa's is going to quickly go grab some coffee for us So uh, I will be here for I was, the I was meant to be treated to it But no worries I bought oh, it oh, I had a migraine <laughs> He was up all night vomiting. Come on, leave me. Um Okay. Uh so I I mean this is a bit that Alyssa, I assume it, I mean it's very boring anyway. I don't know why we do it every week. Uh Six Degrees of uh Kevin Bacon. We are connecting this to our erstwhile season one star, Thomas Jeffrey Hanks by the game Six Degrees of Separation. Um Alexander, this can be done in one step. I assume you have the same one step. Uh yes. Okay, Three, what's your one step? Two. Okay, Gary Ross two. wrote big. Oh, I did not know Gary Ross, Gary Ross wrote big. That was not my uh, first step. Um, it's the fact that Sandra Bullock is in Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close with Thomas Jeffrey Hanks. Uh, that's um, quite good. That's quite good. I like that one It's rare we get to use Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close because Ooh. there's two people in it. Thomas yeah, Jeffrey yeah, Hanks and Sandra Bullock. In, in nothing ever again. Um, okay, quickly, quickly, Al, while Alyssa isn't here, we need to get all of our misogyny oh, out. Oh, I don't like this film, guys. I don't think it's... <laughs> Honestly, I actually quite like the cast. It's not a cast yeah, problem for yeah, me. Yeah, the cast... Uh, yeah, it's it's definitely just... It's nowhere problem. nearly as well-directed or, like, shot as the original ones, which were very, very yeah, cool. or written. Um, yeah, uh, yeah I, I, I want to make it very clear that while I have issues with the choice in the casting, I do not think that the cast is the issue of this film. Uh, plenty of people do uh, well, and one person does very well, I believe, uh, which we will get on to. Um, so, yeah. Shall we just... Oh, are we Do waiting we for Alyssa? Should we just lie to her? Should we just lie for Should we just say we've gone through the whole plot? Like, oh, oh, just give our sorry. ratings now po- and then we'll give some yeah, fake podcast ratings. Over. Oh, no, you, you missed it. Sorry. Uh. <laughs> um, so, uh, let's let's dive into well, it. Alyssa can yeah, hop yeah. in when she's back. Um Oh wait, wait, no, wait! She's gonna murder us film... She will. Mu- I, I, is the I. I know. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Does does, does Alyssa have a, like a really big connection to the opening of this movie? I, I do because I like Ocean's Eleven because it's a good opening to Ocean's Eleven. All right. I want to begin with the description of the movie Ocean's Eleven. The film begins with Danny Ocean in a New Jersey penitentiary. Danny's wearing his like prison outfit, but he looks hot as fuck. You might ask yourself, why is this prisoner looking hot as fuck? And that, of course, is because he's George Clooney, all right? George Clooney sitting there, you know, he feels bad for his crime, but you look at him, he's got a little of that salt and pepper beard, and you're like, mmm, George Clooney, pour me a cup of espresso. George Clooney gets out, and uh, he's out there, he's wearing a tuxedo, and you're like, he came here from a big event, all right? He clearly got arrested while at a party. Uh, and, and then he gets his stuff, but no one's come to pick him up. He gets his wedding ring back, all right? 
from his ex-wife. That's right, uh, Danny Ocean, he's alone. He's not got any love. He's very sad. He goes to collect a group of friends to perform the ultimate heist. That's right, robbing three Las Vegas casinos at one time. A Las Vegas casino has never been robbed once before. Oh, hi, hi Alyssa. We Sorry, were... are we already talking about the male version of this? No, no <laughs> I was not describing beat for beat the opening to Ocean's Eleven. I apologize. So, Ocean's Eight. Very similar. We have Sandra Bullock. She is in prison. She has clearly... Uh, she's getting out of the clink. Uh, she has been in jail for we don't know what at this point. Um, she is playing... So this is why I say uh, the, the connection to the original is, is tenuous. Uh, she is playing the sister of Danny Ocean, Debbie Ocean. Is that sister mentioned in any of the first three films? No. But... That is the connection to the original. Uh, the the it, supposedly uh, uh, dead... Jamie, not, not, yeah, not just that. Danny is killed off unceremoniously. The, uh, our hero of the first three movies murdered in cold blood by Gary supposedly. Ross. Fuck you, supposedly. Gary Ross. All right? You know, um, yeah, Danny hero. Ocean, supposedly dead. Um, Mate, and, yeah, know. so she, she gets out. She's getting herself all together. She's in, in a hotel, and she's deciding she's going to put on... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, you actually do miss... This is a scene Alyssa loves. She, she does actually have a strong connection to this. I I, I delayed it partly because of this. Alyssa loves the sequence where we see how much of a criminal Debbie Ocean is. Love it. Where she just kind of like steals low-level stuff. And I hate to say it, but it makes her look like a kleptomaniac more so than a master criminal. All right? She's going around. She's stealing no, some she's, jackets. She's stealing she's some lipstick. She's conniving in the way she does it. It's wonderful. Okay. So yes, she 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 is proving her spurs by uh, by stealing clothes and lipstick mm -hmm. from from department stores. Uh, she then meets uh, with Kate Blanchett, who I'll be honest didn't really get what the purpose of her like everyone has like a role in the heist. Uh, didn't really get what Clay Blanchett's like role in the heist is. She's just kind of there to be the second in command. Um, but yeah, right. she. Yeah, yeah, it, 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 it maps on, um, but yeah, she, she is there to be the second in command. And um, yeah, so she, she wants to steal some diamonds that are going to be uh, are part of a necklace that has been locked away for 50 years. It's currently underground. Their plan is to get it out and steal it. Uh, we then get another very tenuous link to... I really enjoy that. Uh, apparently, Matt Damon was going to have a cameo in this, but it was cut out. So what oh, we are left with is, is the connection to... Yeah, uh, uh, it was like filmed and everything. Um, oh, that's, uh, like, but why yeah. not put that in, all right? I don't it's know. A I don't know. But, but instead, the only connection we get to the original trilogy is Elliot Gould, the, the famous, the, one of the most important members of the original Eleven, obviously. Um, and he's there to say that uh, even though she, like the, the heist she's planning, it's really cool. And even though she probably could do it, there's no real point in doing it. But she's making it clear that, no, she wants to do it to prove that she could. Because she's bigger and badder than Danny Ocean. So she's going to steal even more money than he did. Um, and Elliot Gould then disappears and never comes back again. Um, so we start to get our, um, our you know, crew, crew assembly uh, series. Uh, so the first person they... Uh, get is Helena Bonham Carter. No, they no, no the they first research is... their mark. They first research their mark, yeah, which is their mark of Anna course Hathaway. is 
the wonderful, uh, probably described as doe-eyed uh, Anne Hathaway, who is playing Daphne. Uh, doe-eyed and big-boobed is a literal <laughs> multiple, <laughs> numerous plot points in this movie revolve around <laughs> Anne Hathaway having post-pregnancy boobs, um, which is very, very funny. Um, but yes, so she is uh, a celebrity. <laughs> Actress. Of some description. Is she an actress yeah. specifically? Because she's a director at the end, which is... A, anyway. Um, so, yeah, she's an actress. She's uh, famous. Uh, and she's they, that the is going to be their mark. Mm. She's going to go to the Met Gala. They are going to get her to... She's a co-host. Oh, is she... Mm-hmm. Every year oh, there's... Boy. So Anna Winter, and then there is a co-host. So there's someone who hosts it with her. I don't know why. And apparently, she's been selected, all right? But she doesn't have an outfit already picked out. Now, Alyssa... Is that believable? Is that is that a plot hole? Massive gaping plot hole. I don't know. I, I don't care. Don't make I, too much I, into it. No, 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 no. I would like to say this up top. I'm going to point out a lot of plot holes in this movie for entertainment purposes. Okay. They are not necessarily my biggest issues with this whoa, movie. Whoa, whoa. Many actually, heist movies. I found my first one yesterday, yep. and I'm not going to bring it up. I'm going to see if you do. And if not, I'm not going <laughs> to bring it up. You found your first. You found your first plot. You've seen this movie eight <laughs> times, and you found your first. I've seen it more plot. than eight what times. What I love is Alyssa has a giant I... water balloon that just has the word "Oceans 8 on the end, and she's been poking it. She's been poking it as a needle, but it won't <laughs> poke. And then yesterday, finally, one hole. <laughs> Yeah, I've I've got to be honest, Alyssa. That's probably more of an indictment on you than the movie. <laughs> I think I'm just allowing um, myself to surrender to the enjoyment of the film, and that's absolutely fine. That's why I want to say I'm going to point out the yeah. plot holes for entertainment purposes. Okay. This is a heist movie. Ninety percent of them it's, do not hold up to mm. any level well, of plot I can't criticism. Wait, Ocean's Eleven and pick yeah. out all the plot holes. There. Exactly. No, no, no. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Which is why, which is why I'm going to do it the, for entertainment purposes. I have other issues. I, okay, I, entertain I, me. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I want to throw out two things. <laughs> One, I'm pointing out the plot holes because I'm sexist, okay? I want to make that very clear. Uh, and two, I, what I will say is the t- that you're, you're right. Like, inherently in a heist movie, uh, similar to, like, the, there was a trend in uh, action movies where the villain wanted to get caught and that was all part of his plan, all right? For yeah, example, that, like Skyfall's a really bad sure. one for it. Like, no, like I, having a bad... Yep. Here's my thing. I agree. Except for the fact that watching it the first time and even watching it times afterwards, I don't really care. It's still kind of cool. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it feels funny, although it makes no sense. You, it, it makes no logical sense, but it feels fun. And I, yes. that's in the same way and, with... Yep. Heist movies, like there are a lot of plot contrivances for oh it can only happen this way in a sense to heighten the stakes for whatever scene you're in. And the question is, how fun does it feel even if it doesn't make any sense? And we will we will investigate that, Alexander. Mm-hmm. So um, she's the mark. She's co-hosting. They're gonna get her to wear the diamonds. But how are they going to get them to wear the diamonds? Well, she doesn't know who's dressing her yet, which, again, it's weird. She's a co-host. Probably should have that organised. But, of course, who's the best person? A washed-up fashion designer who's absolutely down on her luck, but used to be brilliant. And that is Helena Bonham Carter doing, apparently, an Irish accent. Um, she Helena is, Bonham as I say... Carter. It sounds a bit uh, like this. You know, she's, she's like, hello, I'm Helena. And I you're like, hi, great. Helena. And, and and then sometimes it sounds just exactly like my voice. <laughs> it really changes. Um, but yeah, so she's brought in. She, that's the plan. She's going to be the dresser. Uh, next, they need Mindy Kaling, who makes fake jewellery. Now, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, should we go into, I think, an interesting section of this, all right? 
You've got to assemble your team, and you want your team to be the finest there is, all right? You got you want how many people do you need? Like eight people, all right? They should all be fucking. Well, but no, you only need seven, Alexander. But this movie's going to be called Ocean's Eight for no reason, no reason at all. Ooh, Definitely not a twist. You need seven people, and they should be like A tier criminals, right? That's what yeah. you think. You're going to be seeing the Tucson Diamond. You need A tier criminals. So of course, you first of all get the washed up person. She's kind of famous, all right, all right. A tier. Then you go to Mindy Kaling, who is working at a local like jewelry shop, cutting some shitty fake jewelry. Doesn't yep. seem to be like well known as a forger or anything. That nope. is what makes her unassuming. That's what you want. Yes, you definitely want unassuming. That's why you also get a really famous fashion <laughs> like someone who's very famous, well known, and also you get a famous criminal to go to the Met Gala. You take you take the sister who is a famous criminal of another famous criminal, and you have her turn up in the Met Gala in no disguise. Exactly. Anyway. You got to balance it out, you know. Balance it out. So uh, Mindy Kaling is in. You then need uh, an elite hacksaw, and who's our elite hacksaw? Of course, it is Rihanna. Um, and oh. Boy, hacker. It, it, this okay. is a, this is um early two thousands like internet. Term. Jay- yeah, <laughs> yeah <that's true. laughs> yes, it's criminal terminology. You know much more about early two thousand than I. Yeah, I'm not, I have no idea what a fence is. I should really look it up one of these days. But um, it's like, oh, um, it's like if you'd ever played Red Dead life. Redemption, you'd know. <laughs> Sorry, I, I walked all over your joke, Alexander. I'm sorry. We both had jokes to make. <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, she is uh, going to be the hacker because you need a hacker these days. Uh, and she's going to show off her incredible hacking skills later. That, oh, like, wait. Oh, Alexander, what are you talking about? We'll get on to her incredible hacking skills later. Okay, you're right. I um, should not start criticizing her skills until later. Not criticizing her skills. Oh, she's a great wow. hacker. I am criticizing the planning that required her to be an essential part of the team, all right? Um, um, anyway, so, um, uh, we also have, they, uh, they, they can try, you need, you need a mom figure in this group, yep. specifically someone who is good at procuring shit. This was Brad Pitt's job in the last one, which again means it was sort of like, okay, what's, what's, uh, Kate Blanchett doing? I guess Kate Blanchett finds people. Seems yes. It's like a similar gig. Uh, we go to Sarah Paulson's house where we find who she is I- a mom discovered in this movie looks a lot like emily blunt i immediately yeah. thought it was emily yeah. blunt um uh, but it is not it is sarah paulson um and yes she is uh, as you called a fence a fence is someone who takes illegal goods and finds places to sell them um oh i think we've also uh, skipped over uh, you need you need the hands alexander you need the fingers and of course you also need someone to appeal to that youth crowd so That's let's right. get aquafina in here who definitely speaks exactly like a young person throughout this movie and not uncomfortable so, is, at all. so here's my thing this was the first time of not the first time but like the first big conversation about aquafina and the black scent and um, it is a uh, controversy. I don't want to wade into at all, so I'm going to no, ignore it I mean, completely. Some I, people feel I will. Uh, I will flag that some people feel that uh, Aquafina is trying to speak like a black person in this. Um, and uh, and people on the other side say that she grew up in Queens, and that's how Queens. people who grow up in Queens speak. Yeah. I I can present both sides of the argument and make no statement to either of them because yeah, as I as you say. Sure. Not for us I've to speak on. I've never heard about this argument. What are you guys doing? Ruining my movie. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> yes, this is this is what blows it up for Alyssa. Is the accusation <laughs> that the one like like the one Asian cast member is secretly racist. Uh, that's um, like we said, Kaling. So apologies. Um, uh, so uh, that mm-hmm. is, I believe, our team assembled. At some point along here, we have also had Anne Hathaway meet with um, Helen Bonham Carter. Uh, they 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 contrive something of like. 
Helena Bonham Carter is seen alongside someone else and Pat. Dakota Fanning, all right? As it turns out, <laughs> Daphne really fucking loves that sweet, sweet Twilight shit, all right? She, she <laughs> loves the Neon Dealing and Twilight Eclipse. Uh, yeah. And so they kind of, you know, in theory, I think da- uh, the, the Helena Bonham Carter is meant to have made a donation to the women's charity. They take a photo say, oh, look, it's for the Met Gala. Uh, Daphne uh, Anne Hathaway is uh, very easy to manipulate, apparently, and very insecure. Uh, yes, so yes. Uh, to it, and it. also no. extremely self-centered, uh, made clear throughout the movie. I only bring that up uh, because it might annoy me about things that happen to a character later. Anyway, um, so we've got our crew together. Uh, what is the first step? Well, of course, they need to see the diamonds. Um, and so they go. It is underground. Uh, and they go to to the uh, it's Helena Bonham Carter and Mindy Kaling. They go to the vault or Cartier wherever they're house. keeping it. Cartier, Cartier. is that a, what Cartier is it? Is Cartier, is Cartier a place or a? Job? Uh, they're a, they're <laughs> what? A, Cartier I, is a jewelry company. They're a jewelry okay. house. All right. In the, okay. It's in the same way that uh, I really appreciate it when fashion companies refer to themselves as fashion houses because it does make it feel really fucking Game of Thrones, and I like that yeah. shit. <laughs> all right, I respect that shit. All right, Cartier is a uh, jewelry house, uh, n- largely known for diamond manufacturing. Has been around since Christ, the eighteen hundreds, seventeen hundreds, like a long time. Cool. So yeah, there's these uh, the Tomassier diamonds or something. Tucson, thank you. Diamonds. They've been French, Jimmy. You should know what diamonds are called, okay? They're underground. They've been underground for fifty years, so they go down into the vault. And Helen Bonham Carter has glasses that are going to scan these. To create a schematic to make their fake. Mm. But they're under there and, oh no, they're surrounded by 50 meters of concrete or whatever it is. So there's no signal. Tension, kind of. Um, yeah, and, I'm really stressed. Yeah, oh, well, listen, then they have like to go the up. Yeah, it, it's really scary because what they have to like do is go upstairs. It's so scary. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I uh, so they... This is honestly one of my favorite scenes. I love it. Oh Alyssa no, likes, Alyssa! What's your favorite Alyssa, you might want to close. You might want to close <laughs> your ears. The whole movie is when um, Helena Bonham Carter just starts speaking in French, and then Mindy Kaling just looks at me and she's like, "Oui." Anyways, that's the best part of the film. <laughs> that, and I love that, this film. That is good fun. I agree. So they they say they need to see it in natural light. So they go upstairs. <laughs> And I'm sorry, Alyssa, I'm going to tear this scene straight. <laughs> um, so um, we've got, she's scanning it through the glasses. It's going from zero to 100%. And oh, the guy's like, oh, you've looked at it for long enough. We need to go downstairs. Now, mm-hmm. Alexander, you know, you've Tension. got famous, you've got famous, tense, uh, heist movie scenes. You have people being repelled down from a roof and there's lasers everywhere and they're finding their way through you've got the bomb blowing up in italian job and of course a number on a screen going from zero to 100 percent did you not feel the tension no, the there scene? is no oh, tension no. there is no tension at all i, I honestly thought i'm sorry i don't need the, a bomb no, no, but, no, but like, to feel tension here's the thing the stakes there are, he wants to if, leave. There would have been tension if it was a 95... If they only got to 95%. If they ended the scene and they were like, it's 95%, that's all we have to go off, that would yeah. build tension later in the movie. But instead, it's, it went perfectly. Yes, and, 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 uh, and the guy, oh, the man who was holding the diamonds, he just really wanted to leave Alyssa. And they, look at all the stakes. He, would, he just wanted yeah. to leave. And like, he didn't leave. And so they got their full scan. Like the like if she didn't get it, the whole thing 
is not going to happen. Yeah. I it also, was very tense. I also would throw out, I didn't love the use of tech here. I would have preferred it if Mindy Kaling just looked at it a lot, went back and was like, I can fucking make these diamonds, all right? Yeah. That would, yeah, that like, would have been like more... Like, use the personal skill rather than, rather yeah, than technology. Yeah, instead it's just like, we are good at tech. And like, that's fine, but tech in lots of things feels a bit like a Deus Ex Machina. Um, yeah. So um, they, they get the diamond schematics. It's great. They uh, Sarah Paulson procured a uh, 3D printer which can print in uh, cubic zirconium, uh, and uh, that's going to make the fake. fake um, yeah. And Hathaway tries on the diamonds for the first time. Uh, it is mm-hmm. again one of the, I believe one of the extra times where they refer to her ample bosom. Uh, that is oh, yeah. that is the film's words, not mine. <laughs> Um, uh, and yeah, so she's trying it on and she doesn't like it. It's a little bit heavy and oh, Helena Bonham Carter has to really convince her around in 20 seconds by going, her neck is really long. Um, and the best neck in the world. It, it, great line. It's great. The the line ranking so far does still go, uh, that at number two. So best necks in the world. And then of course, at number one, we. Wait. That's the line ranking to every line of movie. Oh, so. just wait until James Corden enters. He's going to be rocking up the whole top oh, ten. Oh. They're appealing um, to our British male demographics. With the we we then get a very awkward little scene of uh, Aquafina teaching Mindy Kaling how to use Tinder. Um, oh, that is sweet. I love it. Okay, cool. 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 Um, everything. that's fine um Um, oh no we now get to i'm sorry this is my absolute favorite terrible parts of the movie so they're they're researching the met and and the movie needed a reason for there to be extra security now i have to explain in plain terms exactly what happens in this moment and then explain the um uh, the ramifications of that so uh, everyone knows the famous painting washington crossing the delaware uh, if you haven't seen it, Everyone you've probably knows. seen it if you don't know it by that name. Very famous painting. Jamie, it's Jamie, a I want to throw it out there, but, uh, yep. you know, most of our demographic is either Canadian or British. Uh, I, I, You know, Google... Uh, Google Washington Crossing the Delaware. Right I'm sure you will recognize it. It's a bunch of men in a boat and he's holding up a flag. Yeah. Anyway, Honestly, very famous painting. Representative of, uh, you know, America. the, the uh, American fight for freedom or whatever. All that bollocks. So uh, I don't even know. I think the Delaware might even just be America, just like being like, "I'm going to take this land from indigenous people." I don't, yes, I yeah, don't yeah. Know. no, no, we, 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 we can, we can more history from uh, Jamie and Hal. Yes, right? we can, Jamie we can discuss about history. we can discuss about whether American patriotism is good or not on a different podcast, Alexander. Anyway, very famous painting, but You're there are a bunch of people crowding around it in the Met, so they rush up, and what's happened? It's been replaced by an exact replica except there's women instead and so what we learn is that famous artist Banksy broke in to the Met and replaced it now all this means for them it is never mentioned again all this means for the movie is they're gonna heighten security because someone broke in but Alex no 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 no. Alexander I need to get it famous street artist Banksy in this movie becomes worldwide criminal, breaking into the Met and stealing one of the most famous paintings in the world and replacing it in a painting that is nothing to do with his style and also has a feminist message which is nothing to do with Banksy's political message. So Jamie, here's the thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna walk you down from this cliff edge. All right. You, you, no, it, it annoys me slandered, so much. They've slandered Banksy too much for you. So I'm gonna walk you down through a couple of things. 
One, okay. this is meant to be representative of what, of a piece that Banksy has done in the past where he went into the Tate and put up fake paintings in the Tate, right? So he would, um, I believe I believe what he did in the Tate was he would go down in London, buy some of the uh, street art kind of there, like kind of, you know, hey, look, it looks kind of fancy, but it's whatever art. And then he would do something on top of it and put it up at the Tate with a little placard and then see how long it would stay up for. Recorded. Yes. So this is yes. meant to be a play on that. Rather than stealing the original work yes. and yes. going yes. and reclaiming it, that, that's right. Two, yeah. I okay. think that it's not actually Banksy. I think they I think that's they don't explicitly articulate this, but it does come up in a so what we know in this scene is the two things you missed out. One, Sarah Paulson is there at the beginning distracting a guard. Which okay. and then two, mm. after this, we then get the scene with uh the security guy, the guy who runs the security for um, the Mets, uh, and he's talking about how, you know, we're trying to stop stuff getting out rather than getting in kind of thing. And uh, Nine Ball, played by Rihanna, comes in and puts a uh, hearing device in the room and they learn that there's going to be new security put in place, but they want that so they can do something hacking-wise. I can't remember what exactly it is. Okay. That's, that's part of the plan. So I think I think it's not actually Banksy. It is, in okay. fact, the crew. However, that is never articulated explicitly. Okay, I will say yes. Firstly, one. that is not clear. Secondly, it's a very bad cover for British political artist Banksy to have broken in and turned the painting of George Washington into a bunch of women, which has nothing to do with this political message. Anyway. Yes, it does. That's political. They like I, it's like sisters are doing it for themselves. I, I would say I would say that while I'm sure Banksy is probably progressive and a feminist, I would not say <laughs> that feminism has ever been uh, at the forefront of his political messaging. Yeah, um, no, anyway, I laughed at what about this. that one of Queen Victoria sitting on someone's face. That's pretty pretty feminist. His political message is queens get their pussy eaten too. <laughs> Um, anyway, I laughed. And now we get our hacking moment uh, that uh, shows off uh, Rihanna's elite hacking skills. So, Rihanna starts off, Jamie, not just by like, she's not remotely hacking. Okay, she does some social hacking first, right? Everyone's yes. favorite type yeah, of Yeah, I know. I know, Specifically, she looks to find the security guard on Facebook. She's like, there you are, security guard. You really like dogs. Specifically, I think they're called like... Um, Oh, God, what are they called in this movie? I don't remember. It's like weasels. It's not weasels, like worners. Wheat and terriers. Wheat, so wheat and terriers. terriers. He loves wheat and terriers. So she creates a fake Facebook page for wheat and terriers. And, and you, look, look, Alexander, I know I criticized her elite hacking skills earlier, but she can search for someone on Facebook and use MS Paint. So I take it all back. Now, here's, she here's makes a poster issue. for yeah. Wheaton's on sale or something yeah. and emails it to him so that he clicks and, a link and that gives him her remote access. This scene, Jamie. This is a very small detail and i don't blame the person who had i assume one day to do this thing so fair enough yeah she then does that and she then gets into when he opens the email she gains, gains access to his computer and she can see and through his, his camera absolutely yep. fair enough jamie i can see that you're looking at it right now on screen so yes. look at the webcam scene yeah uh, look at the so you should be able to see it'll be in a kind of little in picture box what yep. type of file is it it says it at the end of that uh oh oh, oh. what wait what is what type of file so uh, the, when you kind of see Rihanna watching his face on her computer, there yes. should be a file. It'll be like a string of numbers, dot oh, something. Yes, I'm I'm seeing it. One second. Okay. Uh, we're See getting there. Mouse. We're getting there. Also, her mouse is a pool ball. I missed this earlier. Yes. That's weird. Um, it's for ultimate control. The, the file. 
Yeah. I'm I'm not seeing the name of the file. I'm sorry. The file is a .jpeg, Jamie. It is a <laughs> moving live stream video file, which apparently is a JPEG file. This makes no <laughs> fucking sense. I know this is really minor, but one, you wouldn't name a live stream as it was happening. That would be a bit weird for it to yep. be an individual file, unless you're just, I guess, recording at the same time. But two, .jpeg is a photo file. It's not a video file. <laughs> I understand that is very, very, like, pedantic, but it is a weird thing in this movie. That oh, oh, if we... we <laughs> live stream video. Al, Whatever. I'm gonna get Whatever. I'm gonna get way more pedantic with the next scene. So- oh no, you guys, stop! <laughs> okay, so so she's got in. She's got in the security so she can see where the cameras are and they can see where a um where a specific uh black zone is, an area where there are no cameras. That will come back. It's another plot hole. Oh, um, sorry. They also uh, they've explicitly done it. There is a law in uh, New York. You can't film bathrooms. What they do is they move the angle of the cameras like, you know, millimeter by millimeter over the course of 10 days to widen the black uh, the blind, spot. blind spot. The blind spot. Um, so next, uh, we need someone on the inside. So. Right. Sarah well, these guys Paul- will be able to act, right? Sarah, Paul- Sarah Paulson, the fence, uh, is in an interview for the Met Gala, right? Oh, oh, yes, because it's Anna Winter. Yes, yes, you're right, you're right. Um, So she is in an interview. She is explicitly in the interview. Now, Alexander, Mm. the the, the interview goes well. How often, when you have an interview, are you immediately then walked to your desk? (laughs) Where you start... like, desperate hiring. I think she's a temp. So I believe she's from an agency. So I think it's... She had a pre-clearing, and the, well, supposedly had a pre-clearing and then moved across. She also goes to briefly see Anna Winter. We do see Anna Winter. We do uh, see Anna Winter. Watching Wimbledon. I, I can't believe that both of you are accepting that this woman walked from her interview to her desk. That you is know what? not Believable. how... That's not how jobs work. Jamie, that's how I negotiate in every interview. I'm like, either I start now or fuck off, all right? I, I'm like, here to make money. Like, what and- if she had plans for the rest of the day? She's working for Anna Winter. Cancel the plans. Jamie, you've seen The Devil Wears Prada, all right? The actual devil is Anna Winter. Sorry. Yes. Okay. So, uh, sorry. So, we're all set up. Also, and I hate to say it, Sarah Paulson's already done some stuff in this movie. Let's give Kate Blanchett some shit to do. Why is this not Kate Blanchett? Kate Blanchett does nothing. Anyway, so next uh, is where we sort of start to layer in the revenge plot. Um, It's a chauffeur. Yes, so um, Sandra Bullock's. We don't necessarily learn this yet, but uh, it's around this time we learn learn. that Sandra Bullock was put in prison because her ex-boyfriend was like using her as part of a scam, um, where she would act as a buyer, I believe, act as a buyer for goods, drive up the price, uh, and and Mm. get him money. But there was one time where she was brought in to act as the seller and she was convinced you know just sign a contract but it was a sting alexander the police were there and i don't know i don't know about you but (laughs) as they were walking up to that that uh dinner table those were the two most police looking motherfuckers i've ever seen in my life i I would have hightailed it out out, and this i don't like is that we also get a bit of background on kate blanchett and on uh sandra bullock and it is expressly told that five years ago, before she met this dude, they yeah. were basically running bingo hall scams. 
yeah. they would make like a thousand dollars a night kind of thing. Baller. Well, no, not baller. <laughs> because again, why I want to watch a heist movie typically is because. Uh, you know, I like the glitz and the glam. Or, or conversely, yeah. in a Logan Lucky situation where the guys are still down on their luck, then it's more, they're a couple idiots and the amount they're stealing is, you know, a lot, but not like a hundred, you know, $150 million worth of things. Yeah. These are guys who are graduating from running a bingo hall scam. She goes to jail for a while, comes out, her brother's dead, and she's like, it's time for the big leagues, motherfuckers, yeah. stealing Yeah, the, the biggest leagues possible. time to think about. But would, no, no, but would I know Jamie? All right. Yeah. I know he's a bit of a geezer. All right. He's oh, from you know. Look, look at him. Look at him. All right. You, you look <laughs> at him. You think not a criminal mastermind, but a criminal certainly. If Jamie went to jail for five years and came out one hour robbing a hundred and fifty million dollars. Honestly, I could see it. Yeah, I'd be like, you've got to learn to walk before you can fly. You've got to learn I don't to walk know. before you've you had, can fly. You've had time to learn from pros. Like you've been networking. I, I honestly think the it's implication great here is that the what two things. One, the only reason she's doing smaller heights beforehand is because she wanted to keep her amateur status for the heist olympics <laughs> and two it also implies that the ability to organize a heist is just genetic all right at least danny ocean oh, is yeah. implying to have stolen other stuff before. and is there scientific evidence that shows otherwise that is true I don't, you're right Alyssa. eugenics is real and as it turns out the criminal <laughs> gene does pass down that is, that is not the point i was making. okay so back to the boyfriend <laughs> uh the boyfriend um they they, they get they're in a sting and the boys the boyfriend just rats her out yeah. she reigns completely it's the guy. prisoner's dilemma jamie you know the classic case it's like the ship of theseus but it's the prisoner's dilemma and he takes the wrong side of the dilemma had they both said i'm not talking they probably would have walked for six months each maybe less all right maybe they couldn't find anything uh and instead he's like oh it's sandra bullock she's terrible i'll testify against her in court and then bam sandra bullock sent to jail yeah and so this is now looped into the revenge plot. He is going to be the date for Anne Hathaway. Um, so essentially it's sort of shown that uh, Sandra Bullock... At this point you just think, well, Sandra Bullock just wants to prove to him um, that uh, that she can pull off uh, a really big heist. Latterly we will find out there are ulterior motives as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I believe at this point we are more or less ready. Uh, Anne Hathaway, you know, she's uh, she's walking people through the met gala we get a quick introduction that apparently also at the met there's just hordes of uh british uh, european um jewels. uh jewels and and royal jewels That's uh ellen theme. it is uh and ellen did uh, before this state oh you know like do americans have as much shit that they stole from other people as we do in british museums and i was like ah you know probably not uh, and then it turns uh, out no I just entire european royal families uh royal jewels um anyway we finally finally something might go slightly wrong because they find out that when they're trying on the um uh the Too necklace strong. for the first time the security man has quote a special magnet that helps unlock it now me yeah. i think magnets are just magnets but maybe i'm a dumb dumb um so this puts a hitch in their plans yeah for 45 seconds because rihanna's sister knows how to make one of these magnets tension gone it's over now um, i want to throw out this is the equivalent scene in oceans 11 which i quite like where they have to get it's the pinch scene, right? So yeah. they go, oh no, we need to, for whatever reason, they can't, they drill too soon. No, they, uh, during a demolition uh, of another casino um, in Ocean's Eleven, they, you know, they get the, it causes a power outage. So they realize they, the, the casino owners realize they need to fix the power supply and they fix it. 
which means that the guys aren't able to drill underneath as they had planned. Yeah. So instead, uh, Don Cheadle and his worst British accent goes, we need to get a pinch, and basically says, we need to get an EMP. And they then proceed to go steal an EMP from a university, or from like yeah. a science facility. This is a really fun scene in that movie, because you don't actually see them steal the EMP at all. You see Matt Damon stick in the back of a car, where Matt Damon uh, is then like, why am, I, why am I not allowed to go steal this as well? Matt Damon then goes to leave. The other guys come back with the EMP. And it's a fun, like, caper sequence, you know? Yeah. It's told in an interesting way. It doesn't do the here, obvious thing. It's Here, fun. a problem is presented, and then Rihanna makes a call, and we get a scene of her meeting her sister and gives them the tool. Yeah. It is an example of there not being huge amounts of tension or stakes because nothing ever really goes wrong in this movie. Yeah. We then get probably my favorite line in this movie, and I'm being genuine in this. Um, we are just before the Met Gala. Um, Sandra Bullock is is hyping herself up. She's talking to herself in the mirror, and she goes, oh, you know, when you were a 14-year-old girl dreaming of being a criminal. <laughs> and that, that I like that. There's a little bit of subversion. Yeah, That's one. fun. Because she's going like, uh, you know, we're not doing this for the money. Uh, we're doing this uh, so that... You guys, neither of you know the line. Just say the line then. It's, we're not doing this for me. We're not doing this for you. We're doing this for the little girl lying in bed, dreaming of being a criminal. There Great you line. go. The Thank you very Great much. Line. Thank you That's, very uh, much. Almost makes the movie worth it. For um, so... They then the go steal the shit. Yes, the Met Gala is starting. Uh, we get our slew of cameos. Serena Williams is in this. Common is in this. The Kardashians are in the background. Um, everyone is turning up. And of course, Sandra Bullock is there. Famous criminal, out of jail, on the scene of the crime, with many cameras. Uh, but it's fine. She's speaking in a German accent. And in German. I should, I'm being unfair. <laughs> she's actually speaking in German. Yeah. She's um, not just going around being like, hoo -dee -hoo -dee -hoo -dee -hoo. she's speaking um, as uh, Hildi Schneider. Um, so which... everyone is uh, in at the Met Gala and yeah. they've got, it's sort of brushed over. Mindy Kaling is now working in the kitchens apparently as uh, because Sarah Paulson ended up, I don't, Vogue apparently no. run the kitchens. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's the catering company. Mindy Kaling, I think, was just gotten into the catering company. Kate Blanchett is being used as a nutritionist. Mm -hmm. um, oh, yes. Again, does nothing in this film. Um, yeah. Although I like um, her, but does very little. Anyway, um, so they're, they're, they're going to put some... It's not laxatives, because that makes you shit yourself, but whatever makes you vomit yourself. Whatever whatever, yeah. whatever the, yeah. the, the, the front-end laxatives. Poison. Poison. Yeah, okay. okay, they poison her. Um, and so they get Anne Hathaway uh, to have to run to the loo, uh, because well, she's like going to throw up. This is like a throwback to the beginning when we were talking about me vomiting after I eat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Think about it yeah. that way. Yeah, no, it's yeah. actually just Anne Hathaway has a long list of specific allergies <laughs> um, that they got ahead of time. So she runs to the bathroom. She's... But of course, of course, Alexander... Uh, mm. The greatest security team in the world, uh, who are protecting a hundred and fifty million dollar diamond, yeah. wouldn't think to put a woman on the security detail so that they can go in the loo with her. Yeah, uh, because or, that or is... I don't know. They wouldn't just go in the loo anyway. No, like, that is uh, inappropriate. You can't do that. Yes, you could. I, I no, no. Actually, I'm kind of on Alyssa's side. I think when they've made the choice that it's men, it actually yeah. makes sense for them not to go in. I'm fine with that. I just think maybe they should have had a woman on the security detail. But anyway, um, Sandra Bullock is like, no, 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 Mr. Security Man, you can't go in. This is for women. Um, uh, and they listen Sandra to Bullock's her. Sandra Bullock's been J.K. Rowling in the corner, being like, no, 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 no. <laughs> 
Um, so uh, she's she's having a big old vomit. Um, and Aquafina, Aquaf- sorry, we should be clear. Aquafina was in there earlier and locked <laughs> locked all of the doors Every by going in one bathroom. of the. Going in one of them, locking the door, and then crawling under and closing the other one. I think someone would have seen her, but apparently they didn't. So only one um, uh, stall is available. Uh, fortunately, no one else was shitting in that stall. They left one stall open. Fortunately, no one had just happened to go for a shit while they were in there. Um, uh, or even a pee, which apparently I hear women do as well. Um, and so Aquafina gets the little magnet, takes the takes the necklace off. Um I sort of assumed at this point that they would just stick the fake one on um, at this point, but that's not what happens. Uh, So she takes it out. She drops it on a plate. It ends up in the kitchen. Meanwhile, Anne Hathaway ends up in the kitchen. Mindy Kaling takes it, starts to take it apart. Meanwhile, Anne Hathaway comes out from her vomit sesh and the security are like, "Um, that $150 million thing that was on your neck is no longer on your neck. And so the Met Gala gets shut down. They aren't very happy about it, but it's $150 million. They're searching through um, and, you know, it's it's getting close. So they, they've got someone on the, they've got Rihanna on the camera. She's like, hey, someone's coming up near you. You, you, you got, you got, they're going to get there. Oh, you got to watch out. Um, and so at the last minute, they pull out their magical plan, which is uh, that, is it Sarah Paulson that finds the um, See, the Sarah Paulson finds the fake zirconium uh, version of it. In a fountain, and she's like, it must have fallen out from the fountain. When you were running by. Why didn't they do that earlier? Well, but, but, uh, but, it, but, again, not a plot hole. This is, this is, this is what I would, this is what I would describe as, it's found out later in the movie anyway, so it's absolutely fine. But this, this is just me making fun of it. But it is a six pound necklace around her neck, which can only be taken off at the back. She could obviously take it off above her head, but at the back yep. can only be taken off by a special magnet. How yep. the fuck is it meant to have gotten into just, the just water? Fall, just fallen off. Just yeah, yeah. Apparently it fell off, just and they're like, "Oh, that buy it really easily." Okay, you guys, this is the same as you've got mail. Like, forget these stupid details. You're not letting yourself <laughs> enjoy it. I'm sorry. You're you're right. I, I agree. This is not an important detail. Uh, at this point, Minnie Kaling then uh, separates has separated all the jewelry out into yep. smaller pieces of jewelry. Which they give out to all of the team members who end up walking out, not without Sandra Bullock dropping by and, ooh, what's that? Slipping a little bit of one in the pocket of her, of her ex-boyfriend. Oh, hope he doesn't check his coat pockets for the next four days, <laughs> which apparently he doesn't. Um, so they all escape. Um, the the necklace is returned. Uh, and I... I sort of get the log. I don't really. So when it's returned, the guy like is inspecting it to make sure it's still the same one. But not damaged. Or I guess not damaged. Maybe my thing is like, why would you let it get to that point? Like, like the only reason to check that is you think that someone has stolen it and replaced it with a replica, which is an insane thing. If someone's returning a $150 million necklace, you're probably going to glance at it before you put it back yeah. in the vault, you know? It's, yeah. I think, and I think it's the secondary thing is that the um, because they know that it went missing, in particular, yeah, that, that makes either sense. there yeah. could be damage or they want to make sure it's the correct one. So, so, yeah. So it's found out it's not the real one. And so... Uh, James Corden comes in as the most important dramatic character, oh, yeah. the so, insurance so a, inspector. So we now have a weird change in main character to this movie for a good good third of the film. 
Yeah. You thought this was a movie about Debbie Ocean? Well, fuck you, James Corden, the main character now. He's not the main. But he's, he's, not, he's, he's the main the focus for the next thirty certain. minutes. Mm. Um, yeah. I also want to say, however, I criticised the casting decisions earlier. The best casting decision that this movie makes is casting James Corden uh, in this role because. I'm sure that James Corden was absolutely furious that he wasn't famous enough to be one of the cameos playing himself at the Met Gala. <laughs> I am absolutely certain that James Corden was furious that he wasn't playing himself. Here's, um, here's my thing. People slag yep. off James Corden a lot. One, I think we need to give him some slack. All right? League of Their Own, people enjoyed. Gavin and Stacey, people loved. All oh, right? yeah. No, so a, a, a very, very, very talented. Uh, also, apparently, a wanker. But, you know, look, there are loads of people who are wankers too. Can we not give the guy, maybe Gavin Stacey, some love? I think he also I, might be better now. Ruth Jones at least seems to like him slightly more. I think for a while he got very big of himself. Yeah, it also doesn't help that, as I alluded to earlier, he just ends up in all movies for some reason. Yeah, 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 I don't yeah. know why. It's, He's just it's always the same, there. It's the same thing with uh, people being fed up with Lynn Manuel Miranda, and it's that they are overexposed. Like, yes. being overexposed does not help. And, like, it's great you get paid. That's fantastic. But having your own talk show and also having this this kind of role in a lot of films does yeah. not help people um, not be annoyed. I do want to say, I think he's quite good. I think he. Yeah, I think no, he's quite I, good. I, I, and I, this, I, I, I think it's was, not. I think there's parts of it that are not particularly well written. But I think he himself yeah. are good, is good. I think the issue for me is more that it's a script problem. That, like, yes. hey, there is now a villain to this movie. Or like an an antagonist because no one is working against them at all at any other point. No, and and there's finally also, someone who's really working against that them. Much. And I will get to that about why it doesn't quite work for me. Um, but anyway, he's going through. He's interviewing people. He interviews um, one of the staff members. He's like, uh, "Hey, who the fuck's this on this camera? This is the only blind spot. Why is there not cameras in the toilet?" Uh, which, you know, there's reasons why there's not cameras in the toilet, dear James. But anyway, there's this one blind spot, and he's like, "Why the fuck is there one blind spot?" Um, now, would I argue that if there's only one blind spot, could they not have just seen Sarah Paulson pulling a fucking necklace out of her own dress and then out of the oh, water? Yeah, yeah, that, you know what? You know what? Yeah, that's like, correct. Or, or that, any of the, the other points. the biggest plot hole in the movie. Or at any of the had. other points where they no. see where they see these people carrying the necklace around. Anyway, yeah. um, so he eventually interviews um, Anne Hathaway. Uh, talks to her about her date on the night and he's just trying to make it clear look i just want i just want the necklace i'm an insurance man i'm no, not a policeman again exactly right he's his entire thing is oh don't worry the stakes aren't that high i just care about insurance yeah that is it um, so we're like okay yeah. the stakes are appropriately low yes uh and at this point uh all the crew are back together but there's only seven of them. And Alexander, this movie's called eight? Ocean's Eight. And Anne Hathaway appeared in every fucking piece of marketing, making it very clear she's part of the crew and not not the mark. What? She just walked in on the crew. She's part of the crew. She knew. Up. Why? I would have never get. Sorry, Alyssa. Alyssa is getting very angry at me. Uh, <laughs> anyway. I'm very angry at my dog who's chewing a wire. Okay, fantastic. Um, I'm very glad the, uh, you're not getting the, angry at me this time. No, it's, so, yeah, it's nuts. It's, 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 to be fair, it is clear that she's not actually been... It's not the reveal that she's been in on it the whole time. Uh, it is the reveal that the woman who's been made clear to be extremely self-centered and not care about anyone else had the wherewithal and perception to figure out what's going on and the world's best security 
to fucking sorting out no, protecting actually, yes i love this because i think actually this speaks to like a wider problem where we really underestimate women and especially like attractive talented women it's like oh she's got to be dumb she can't be smart I, too i think it's honestly so i, I, I love it i agree that like, it's an okay twist in a movie which is largely led by women which is solely led by women to when they have a character who is effectively portrayed as a bimbo character yeah. To then go, oh, but she's not actually stupid. You just thought she was hot, stupid because she was hot. No, I hate the okay. marketing and the fact that it's not actually a twist. It's not a twist okay. at all. Yeah, it's not a twist at all because it's like it. But my point is, it's not to put... It, it is not that we all thought she was a dumb bimbo. The movie portrayed her yeah, as yes. a dumb bimbo. But that's why that's we, not my fault. No, no, like no, no. that's I, not I, my no, fault. They tell me she's stupid and then go, ha ha ha, she's yeah. actually smart. How dare you think she was stupid? No, but you told me she was stupid. On your assumptions of how they do no, like, but it's but it's me. I, I agree, Jamie, that it's like it's making you assume. It's not like she just like yeah, sure, but it's going on to like natural societal assumptions. Sure, but I think there would have been a difference per se had she just had like a valley girl accent, but didn't do any, but like and wasn't as self obsessed as she is. You Sorry. can be self-obsessed and really smart. Sure. Have you met me? Uh, that, that is true. Um, uh, I, I have not for actually about two years. You could have changed greatly. <laughs> but um, so I, I, I get where both of you are coming from. Okay, guys, it's fine. So we then we then find out that, yes, you're right. It's it's uh, the she's along. She's here all along and she wants a $12 million cut as well. They're cutting her into the deal. And yeah. she's like, what? They're like, why are you doing this? And she's like, don't you have enough money? And she goes, oh, it's really hard to make female friends. Um, <laughs> yeah, she's funny. she's willing to risk going to jail just to make some mates. Like, god yeah. damn it, join a board game group. Like, fuck's sake. Exactly. Woman. I want to throw it out very politely. But um, if you find it that hard to make female friends, then maybe you uh, you need to look at yourself. You know, maybe you need to yeah. like you know re-examine <laughs> how you treat other women. Uh, uh, so, James. James Corden uh, then goes and meets the ex-boyfriend and is like, oh, that's a little bit convenient that you were here. And also um, your your ex-girlfriend, famed criminal, sister of famed criminal, no, was no, also at the Met famed, Gala. Not famed, low-level criminal. Low-level criminal. Scam criminal, all right? Not famed, Danny Ocean, famed criminal. Implied that her father, famed criminal. Debbie Ocean, yet to break it into the big leagues, okay? <laughs> um, She's still a rookie. So... She's still in the minor leagues. Then James Corden goes and meets with um, with Sandra Bullock. And yeah. I recognize that the comparison I'm about to make is between a fun, light movie that this is and a very serious drama. So, of course, it's not a one-to-one. But Alexander or Alyssa, have either of you ever seen them? I, do, I, I don't want to make it clear that I was only addressing Alexander. It's just I, you're not going to agree with me no matter what I say. So, <laughs> um, have you ever seen the movie Heat? No, but I know no. of it. I know of this. So, I know there's a big scene. I know there's a yes, scene. Yes, big with Rob- scene. Robbie De Niro and Al Pacino. Yes, so Ooh. Al Pacino, Robert De Niro. One of them plays a criminal. One of them plays a policeman. Uh, one, and they're chasing each other throughout the movie. And eventually they meet in a diner. And it's an incredibly famous scene because there's all of this unspoken things. Both of them, they're both like, well, I know and you know. But actually we're going to talk about other things. And there's so much tension going on. Now, there's two issues with why this scene doesn't work for me in what should be that sort of scene. It, it is the, the person investigating meeting with the person who he knows did it. That is the archetype it is, uh, it is portraying. But firstly, James Corden's been in this movie for 15 minutes. We don't give a shit about him. Mm-hmm. He's not been chasing her for the whole movie, so he's not that much of an antagonist. And secondly, 
there is no subtext or tension to this entire conversation. They all just speak very overtly and broadly directly to each other. James Corden is just... James Corden tries to act affable like, oh, why the fuck am I here? Arsenal's playing in the cup this weekend. No one cares about you, James Corden. Um, and and then is just actively saying, look, I don't care. I know you did it. Oh, just get me just get me the diamonds. I don't care. And she's like, oh, well, maybe I know where some of the diamonds are. <laughs> and to me... There's no tension to it because there's no they're not leaving anything unsaid. It feels like a scene where there should be lots of things unsaid and it is all just directly said and then more is also said that is unnecessary. I'm sorry. I, I, I am being no, 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 stared right. at okay. by Alyssa. So we then find out uh, what happened to the diamonds. Uh, the diamonds, basically they got a load of old lady actors to sell the diamonds at auction uh, and money was then deposited uh, from uh, that to the uh, account of the uh, evil ex-boyfriend. The ex-boyfriend is brought in. The police explain this to him. They also found diamonds on his person, I think. Uh, well, no, pockets. specifically, it was in his... Again, she put it oh, in yeah, his yeah. jacket pocket. If he checks his pockets at any point, this whole plan falls apart. But uh, Anne Hathaway goes and fucks him uh, and then leaves the diamonds on his desk and sends a photo to James Corden of the photo of them on his desk so that he has probable cause and can uh, go in. Again, he says he needs probable cause. He's not a policeman. <laughs> he is an insurance fucking man. But anyway, no, but so they go in. they need probable cause to issue a police warrant so he was yes. able to yeah. no no I understand that it's just oh. he's not a policeman why not just make this character a police officer I don't know because then you can cast James Corden obviously uh, so that happens so, yeah, so they then the go ex, they the then reveal caught basically yeah. and, so then and they're sent... like oh well we got some money left I guess like it'd be less right because we didn't sell yes. all the diamonds and it's then revealed that there was a heist within a heist. Oh, what? Alexander, what? They revealed that the actual interesting movie was going on the entire time without us watching? Because while they were going to all of these elaborate steps to steal this one necklace, they just hightailed the entire room of European royalties uh, uh, stuff while the Met Gala was on shutdown. They also bring back, um, is it Ken? Len, Yen, something like that, uh, from the original. Um, who's yes. the, so the who's second. the fingers? He's the fingers yeah, in the. Jamie, I want to throw it out here, right? He's clearly a fucking valuable member of the team. Yes, yes, no, he stole it is... all the stuff they actually need. They need in the end. Yes, so yes, it is insane. He's a vital member of the team. It Had is insane. Be number eight yep. or nine because he is the ninth member of the crew. That yeah. would have been a twist. Yeah, I wonder if he's getting yeah. any money for this. Well, he should do because he stole all the Yes, because he stuff. literally stole, like, like the necklace was worth 150 million. They didn't act, they sold, like, some of that for, like, for, like, 50 million. And that, and then they got, like, 300 more million by just stealing this entire fucking room. Which, again, so, okay, okay, I have you so many thoughts about this. I have so many thoughts about this twist specifically. Firstly, it is insane as a crew to be like, oh yeah, no, no, we should get eight people together to steal this one necklace, but let's keep six of them in the dark about us stealing an entire room of European royal jewels. It's just a like that's a treat for the rest of them. But they're, not, being good friends. they're not cutting him into it. What is this shit? This is not and okay. Like, and like they go to they go to all of those lengths of like breaking up that one necklace into all these. Parts, or they can all walk out with like one part. Meanwhile, 
they're just loading this entire thing into a truck. Yeah. <laughs> wholesale into a fucking truck. Um, also, and, sorry, you know, they... They've also hacked into the system, but they don't just like have Rihanna replace the feed. Rihanna, during the heist, does nothing. <laughs> yeah, does, does not do nothing. this. And, She's and watching. Instead... She's having a good time. But instead of getting they get, uh, 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 some phones on selfie sticks and put yes, it above they got the phones thing. on selfie sticks and just show the photo of the room, which is wild that works. Anyway, um, so oh, they actually stole way more than 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 you thought they stole. Um, and the actual exciting movie was going on while you were watching fucking Sarah Paulson pulling a fucking necklace out of a pond. Anyway, they we get a little montage of all the things they go on to do. Um, uh, uh, Helen Bonham Carter revitalizes her fashion career. Anne Hathaway. Now, I would like your guys. She's directing Anne Hathaway, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh, I, I didn't realize. It was, I, oh, I, wait, no, no, sorry, I didn't get that. I thought she was directing someone in like a movie, but playing her. Okay, well, it's either Anne Hathaway or someone who well, looks someone who mad looks, like looks Anne lot, Hathaway. It looks a lot like Anne Hathaway. Yeah. I'm not sure if it is Anne Hathaway. Um, because I believe in Oceans 12, there is a scene where Julia Roberts like does yes, an impersonation like Julia of Roberts, Julia yeah. Roberts. Mm. Um, by the way, let's just, I know, again, silly, I'm not actual criticism of the movie, but it's an issue I have with lots of movies where they create a real world where there are actual celebrities. Why is Common at the fucking, like, why is no one going around being like, wow, that girl looks like Rihanna. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> They've created a real world universe where Rihanna definitely exists. And there was like the entire movie going, whoa, you look mad like Rihanna. Like, can we use that? I feel like we could use that. We've got someone who looks exactly like Rihanna. Anyway, um, Rihanna um, goes on to, do shit. I don't know. She opens uh, a bar. She opens nine, nine balls. balls. Yes, she opens nine balls because her fucking mouse is a nine ball. Um, and uh, Minnie Kaling goes and dates someone in Paris. Uh, and Actually, notably, it's the same guy that she matched with um, when ah, okay. they were doing that scene. Into t- uh, that, that's a nice little detail. Um, mm-hmm. And finally, um, we have uh, Sandra Bullock standing in front of a map asking it to love her um just being like i i did it a map. I, i'm sure i'm sh- a map is it not a map she's at, his, she's at no she's at a grave it's a it, what are you talking about it's not a map it's a grave it's it's the, it's, it's like, like a mausoleum yeah, it's a mausoleum. oh yeah yeah it's no like, i can see that direct. i can see that now yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was ca- i was scanning did, did you think she's sitting there being like where do i heist next <laughs> she's planning my next great move las vegas um now Maybe I don't. I'm sure at some point there was a discussion about whether Danny Ocean should just fucking pop up in this scene. Because it's all the way through the movie, people are like, "Is he actually dead?" And they're like, "Don't know." So it seems like he's going to pop up here. He does not. But he does not. Um, And thus we get to the end of the movie. Um, So I I would like. How about we? uh, We're we're going to talk about the movie. How about how about we sandwich this? How about I go? Then Alyssa can put okay, say okay. D- do the defense, and then yeah. Al can come in and say his. Oh, so it's, so it's a reverse shit sandwich, is what it's <laughs> yes. like. Okay, right. yes. and I'm the delightful center. Okay, absolutely. Okay, the the much more the bread is the shit part. Yeah. Um, you so you got to bite through the shit to get to the nice marshmallow <laughs> in between. So. I know I said that I was mostly for entertainment purposes, pointing out the plot holes. I'm fine with a certain level of plot holes when under scrutiny, like it falls apart. That is a thing within heist movies. 
I feel like this movie, for me, in my experience, was not under scrutiny. It was on immediate first viewing. Like, you can poke holes in things or it can just be not solid at all in the first place. Um, And that's where it went for me, is that I, throughout the movie, was immediately racked and going, that's a really weird thing for them to do. So in terms of plot on that sense, not I, it doesn't quite hold together for me. But the I want to say, actually, I think this movie is fine. I think the cast is good and there are some fun moments. But that's my issue. There are only some fun moments. And a heist movie for me should be really bombastic. Should have two things. Bombastic fun. They're silly movies inherently. Any heist movie that takes itself too seriously is dumb. So I'm not expecting this movie to take itself seriously, nor do I think it does. But I don't think, for a movie that is technically classed as a comedy, according to Wikipedia, um, I don't feel like there's enough fun or funny, nor is there enough tension and stakes. That's the other half that I feel like a heist movie needs. It needs tension and stakes. I mean, it may be a classic of the form, but, you know, everything going wrong or it seeming like the plan is going to fall apart is a thing that happens in these movies kind of for a reason. And I never got that with this. Everything goes right at every single step of the way. Like, the most minor problems happen and then we watch a number go from zero to 100 or a minor problem happens and then Rihanna calls her sister and it's fixed. So there isn't enough fun and there isn't enough tension. And I think that comes entirely from directing and writing. I think the cast is quite good. I think we'll get on to Anne Hathaway uh, and I will reserve uh, many more feelings for that because we can be happy when we get to Anne Hathaway. Um, But I think Sandra Bullock is good. Uh, I think Mindy Kaling is good. I guess I like uh, in what Aquafina is trying to do I think she does it very well not sure whether I agree with it um and then you know Rihanna's fine um but the cast is very good and it's disappointing that it is let down by poor direction and poor writing Alyssa off you go okay. just turning the mic towards myself um okay well I disagree with you and I think something that actually like, no, this is real feelings I have never, ever until I saw this movie, seen a heist movie that I've wanted to watch again. I didn't okay. find them interesting. I didn't find them fun. And this one, I found really... I found it, I did find it really funny. I found it really engaging. The cast was great. I I think because I found it fun, I wasn't like... I did not notice literally any holes the first time I watched it. Maybe <laughs> I'm stupid, but maybe I'm not. And no, it was just no a comment. Fun, no comment. I think it's just a fun <laughs> movie. And I like... I don't know, because I actually haven't talked to that many people about it. But I would hope that if other women watched it and enjoyed it like I did, that then it probably achieved what it was trying to do. It was a heist movie that, I mean, not just, I'd hope everyone would like it, but it's something that finally, it's like, I like this, I find it fun, I get it. Like, I know Al loves Ocean's Eleven. I watched it once. I really don't care to watch it again. I don't find it that fun or interesting. I find it boring. And I find there's lots of plot holes in it. This I found really fun. <laughs> and I'm done. <laughs> Okay, um, I would just like to uh, defend uh, my my feminism, which is that uh, my girlfriend also really dislikes this movie. <laughs> well, that sounds like a her problem. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's fine. That's absolutely fine. I just I just want to make it clear that it's not only the men. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I look, look. 
First of all, you like Logan Lucky, so that's not true that you don't like any yeah, other. Yeah, I've never movie. seen it more than like, I don't really No, you have. Watch... You watched it twice. Oh, well, You've really also seen Ocean's Eleven like five times. It's yeah, a great not, movie. We already watched it here. You not like in my Inception? Inception's a heist movie. It's a great movie. I, I only watched it a second time because you made me. <laughs> just, just get out. No. Just get out. <laughs> Inception's a great movie. Okay, you suck. Sure. Right. <laughs> Uh, am I going to need another beer? I feel like oh, we're bookending this with beer. incredible tension. It's like nine o'clock here. Give me a beer. Um, look. Oh, that's so wrong in every way. Oh, yeah. Well, I have 24 minutes, so you need to... Sure. I'm, no, don't worry. I'm going to wrap this up soon. Uh, you know what? You were Burnt Earth and Ocean's Eleven, so let's go. This movie is not good. This movie is not good <laughs> at all. Um, this movie is like if I, I gave... You went burn. No, you said I don't want to watch it. There's no plot holes. There are no plot holes in Ocean's Eleven. Uh-huh. It is watertight, good sir. Sure. It, I, I will disagree with you on that, film. Alexander. It, it, it neither decides to uh, do anything unique or individual, uh, nor does it t- do anything fun enough to justify what it's doing. It is trying to uh, pastiche the style. Not even pastiche. It's just trying to do a Soderbergh movie without being nearly as good as visuals or writing or you know, general storytelling as Soderbergh's original films were, right? Like, they, mm. those are much tighter and they, it is visually not an interesting film at all. It will do these angles, but the angles don't, one, don't yeah. look good. Yeah, the, the two, cinematography is not anything. great. So they have the fun, there's like two shots in this film I like and one is, I think, about two seconds on screen, right before they go into the, uh, they go into the fashion show. Uh, at the beginning, there's a brief like segment of uh, Kate Blanchett and Sandra Bullock walking down a hall. It's like a big red hall. Uh, you kind of, it's like the camera's very far out. It pans in as they're walking. It's great. All right, that's a shot I like. The only I maintain the only shot I think is decent in this, in this movie. The, the acting is fine. The cast is fine. I can understand liking the film for the cast. The, the cast is good. I I think it's okay. Um, just, um, just no, 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 no. Just, I was sorry. I was silent. Our for female you. our female dog is trying to bite him, so she's pissed too. <laughs> yes, Gus is like, of literally course, she's biting him right now. Gus is like I have learned to cry in promotions eight. Look, it's yeah. it's fine. It is not a great script. I, I think I think what you said is probably true. That like it's not so much a case of like us poking holes in the thing so much as just the thing is built with holes it's just swiss cheese all right like it comes to you with holes in it and it doesn't have any tension really like it doesn't have a villain yeah, that, that, like, that, that, that is why, like why no but like why oceans out oh, gus can you please put away it, it's so i, I think tension t- tension is is the correct but it's most it's stakes there's not stakes well, like, in this but, movie but, so, for a so, heist so, movie. so let's let's take like, again i I'm sorry I'm doing this with the film with loads of dudes in it, but let's let's take either Inception or Ocean's Eleven, right? So, Ocean's Eleven, yeah. the money doesn't really matter, right? They're going to yeah. steal some money. The money is abstract. The money is fine. There's, there's no need for them to steal money, but they're just like, we're going to steal money, right? What matters for Danny is that Danny wants to get his ex-wife back, right? Yeah. Danny feels like his, he can have lost his chance. He He's doing this solely so he can screw over the guy who's with his ex-wife, who's a crook, and he feels isn't good enough for her. And so when we get to that part of the movie, we're like, oh shit, there are stakes. All right? Danny yeah. wants to do this. The ex-boyfriend hates Danny, so of course he's onto him now. So that, you know, that's screwing up the relationships inside the thing. And suddenly you have drama within this comedy. There is, there is, a, there is a dramatic device motivating stuff. Oh. Conversely in this, there is no drama because it's not like the... It's not like the... For example, they're not stealing from the crappy boyfriend. They're just trying to frame him. So he's never yeah. really aware of anything that's happening all the way through. So that's kind of off by its own side. 
Like, no one inside the team really cares that much about the fact that, like, she's trying to pull it, like, to quote Kate Blanchett, you're trying to, don't, you know, never try and pull a job within a job kind of Please, thing. Please, I have something to say. Sure. Okay, so I actually think, sorry, this also goes back to the kind of gender reading of it where I, and again, sorry, I think this is genuine. I think women are doubted so much that I think it's actually so refreshing to watch a movie where, like, they almost didn't have that many obstacles. Like, they were able to outsmart it all, and it wasn't like, but, like oh my god, they're going to get caught. No. It was just really fun to see that, because that's, that's just, never how that's, life is for women. Sure, but, like, in the same way that pornography is not drama, because pornography <laughs> is just people having sex and then they leave. Like, it's... Sure, if you yeah, want no dramatic stakes... Yeah, comedy, or if you, not a drama. No, but that doesn't, that doesn't matter, because so, a, narrative so, need, a narrative needs to have things happen and to have tension for it to be a narrative. Uh, Otherwise, it's just someone fucking on screen. Alyssa, I would agree with you if they overcame obstacles. That would be but the way of showing... But they did quite quickly. They phoned their friends. They but, whatever. Exactly. Like, it, they do quickly, which means the obstacles are never that like, big. But I like that. Because there's already enough big obstacles for women. Let's just like make it fun. But, <laughs> I, so your argument is... The dramatic tension in this movie comes from the fact that we live in an unequal society. Yes. It's never really talked about and depicted in the movie, exactly. but it's just a That's... fact that we know going in. Yeah, it's an assumption. I would, I would like to loop this background to Al. Your point that this movie is written and directed by men. Um, there is, yeah. and... there is one. There is at least one female writer on the script, but but it was also uh, Gary Martin. Which links... version ended up on screen? It links to my issue with. Um, the rebooting of movies with all-female cast because it actually has nothing to do with the all-female cast. The all-female cast is not the issue with this movie. They are very good. But they inherently often treat, create lazy creatives because what they are the reason this movie exists is because the Oceans franchise can sell tickets and having an all-female cast on that franchise can sell tickets. So they don't feel the need to creatively take many risks or do anything particularly interesting, I, which I think is unfair on the all-female so cast I, I that they have put in. I, I would smallly disagree. My issue is that studios are okay selling a product to women, but they're not okay empowering women behind the screen to make that product to sell that's it to That's also people. true. So I, I think that's the thing but I don't like. Have you, like, like, listened to any interviews? Like, I don't, like, I feel like we're making an assumption. Oh, we're making a lot of assumptions. Like, I'm, I'm basically basing yes. this on the fact that it's it's a it's a do director. Like, I don't, I do not like the fact that a dude is directing Yeah, no, this. I would rather have had a woman director. Yeah. And, I totally and agree not, with you. And not even just the guy directing it. They didn't even get the guy who they thought was good enough to do the original trilogy, who is a much better director than this director. Yeah, I, I think Gary like, Ross is... A far, an okay director I like I think The Hunger Games is a decent movie for what it is which is I think maybe why I got this sure but I think it doesn't I mean obviously it's I'm, personal but it doesn't change the fact that I still like the product no no no, no you like the product that's, that's fine, fine. That, like, and, and again and again we've uh, we've I've only chatted it so this much because we've had you vociferously here to defend it otherwise as we already said like hey if you like a thing great we're just explaining yeah. why it didn't work for us, but I'm glad you like it. All right, I'm glad that there was a 300. No, no, I am. I-'m glad that a female-led movie made a 300 million dollars. That's great. Yeah. Like, and I, I, I genuinely think I would probably go and back. I, if they made a sequel, I would probably watch it because I would like to see if they could get more out of the cast because yeah. I, I think the, the cast, cast is good, good, and I think I, they should be treated better. <laughs> yeah, I just think that like it's there's my issue is that there is no. No one grows or learns anything or 
it's they really, need to? If it's not, if it's funny enough, it's funny enough. They don't. But, but it, it is funny it enough. It's not funny. It is funny enough. Okay. I, yeah. There I, we go. So that's just going to be an agree to disagree on sure. that. I, I, so you know I what, did gonna, not find it fun ratings. or funny. Okay. Let's do some ratings. Okay, uh, so uh, for dear listeners who uh, have not, who, but for all the Alyssa music fans who are joining us in for this episode uh, and oh, have not you. listened to, uh, welcome and we're sorry. Um, and uh, in this movie, uh, we, uh, in this podcast, we rate things on four different categories. We have the film itself out of five. We have uh, uh, Anne Hathaway's performance out of five. With the, the America's Sweetheartometer, how much of America's Sweetheart is Anne Hathaway in this film? Uh, we then have. Anne's man's, I guess, does she, I guess the the ex-boyfriend, the ex-boyfriend, where we uh, rate every single of the, of uh, Anne Hathaway's love interest throughout her movies. Um, And then, of course, we decide whether we are going to stash away this film. So starting just on the film rating itself, uh, should we go reverse order that we did in opinions? Alexander. Sure, sure. Zero. What? (laughs) That's a lie. That's a lie. Sorry, two. Two, I don't like two. Okay. <laughs> it's like, this film was like a C minus for me. Like, uh, sure. It's not terrible, but, you know. Alyssa. Like, obviously, it's out of five, right? Yeah, so it's five. Okay, okay. I I will be honest. It's not that I don't value your opinions. I just have no space for it in my uh, spreadsheet. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to pretend to write that down. Boopity uh-huh. boopity boop. <laughs> um, did Ellen's get written down? Uh, no. No, okay, it did okay. not. Okay, okay. I'm okay with that <laughs> This is not a competition, but if it is, she's winning. Um, <laughs> um, I'm going to give this. Uh, so, of course, uh, I go down to the decimal places, which allows me to just compare this to other films. Uh, oh, now, I feel like you would be very offended if I stuck this around the Family Guy or Rio range. Oh, but God. I think it's going there. Uh, no, I, it's going to go slightly higher. Mm-hmm. If only for what we're going to come on to. So I'm going to give it a 2.4. I'm going to give it a 2.4. Um, and that's going to... sexism. And that's to going to come to on to... Is that what you want? That is going to come on to Anne Hathaway's performance. Where I'm going to bring it all back around for the boys. Because she's fucking great in this movie. Thank Anne Hathaway you. and her ample bosom are fantastic in this movie. We've Amazing. discussed this before. Anne Hathaway understands the assignment. Um, she is by far the best performer in this. Um, I really enjoyed her. She's not perfect, uh, but I think in parts where she is lacking, it is mostly due to writing. Um, she, in a character that I don't necessarily think is super in her type for what she's been cast before. However, what how Ellen put it was... This is the least charitable uh, representation of what you think Anne Hathaway might actually be like, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and and I think she does really really well. Um, so I'm gonna give her a very strong four point four. Nice. I'm gonna give her a five, and also I really appreciated that because I know Al. I think he has some different opinions, but I was Ooh. gonna say exactly. Uh... I was gonna say exactly what you were that she understood the assignment and. I also agree. It was the best performer in this. And I don't know, it just made me laugh. It was just funny. Like, this is, again, like, I thought her acting was funny. Like, the... Anyways, I'll let Al go. I'm going to give her a five. <laughs> really? I mean, bully. No, uh-huh. no, Al, Al, Al. No, 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 no. I'm giving her a five. And you'll never know if that's my real opinion or not, because you're both going to feel bad. <laughs> Al, I don't feel Al, bad. this spreadsheet will not be sullied by, by prisoner-forced opinion. I like her okay. a lot. 
Good. Really? This is so different from what you said last night. I think Jamie's influenced you. Cool. No, no, Al, Al. What, Alyssa, what I'm did Al say last I'm night? Her I'm, her, I'm giving her a four. I, I would like to hear your opinion, like, Alexander. Like we are better. not just numbers. Give me your opinion, man. Oh, right, right. Look, it, like, I, I think she's good in this. I think Anne Hathaway's always good. Um, she plays this role a bit more going forwards than she did in the past. Like, I think The Hustler's kind of like this. Um, another female heist, heist movie, crime movie, or maybe enjoying it, looking forward to seeing it. Can't wait for that one. Yeah, yeah, isn't yeah. isn't I, locked in or what? Locked down? Isn't that? Also oh, that is another heist movie, which I like. I like that one. That is the worst movie I've seen in my life. That so. is not the worst <laughs> movie you've seen in your life. You suck. My God. I'm so curious what you guys have to say. Uh, such a bully. Such a bully. Mum and Dad are fighting so again, so we're going to talk about a nice thing, which is the America's Sweet Tartometer. How much of America's Sweet Tart is Anne Hathaway in this film? Um... Of course, we know that America likes an ample bosom, so that's definitely gonna 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 mm-hmm. rock her up a little bit. Uh, apparent, apparently, in this movie, it, it was shortly after she was pregnant, um, and she was like really not feeling great about how she was looking, which many uh, women post pregnancy uh, did. And then she turns up in turned up on set in the dress, um, which I believe she wears. Oh, I can't remember. It's the one, the red dress with the jacket over it. Uh, that became a relatively well-known um, costume from this. It might not be red. I'm colorblind. Um, oh, like the dress she wears at the ball, the no. pink one. No, not the one at the ball. I it can't be remember. Green. It might be. It might have been is green. Dress she wears. Jamie is colorblind. Oh, yeah, I am I colorblind. She's wearing a jacket over the top of it. I remember that. Uh, it's relatively well, early in the movie. Um, Anyway, she turned up on set in that and apparently all of the other cast members were like really gassing her up being like, wow, you look so fucking amazing. That's great. And it really helped her really helped her in her post uh, postpartum depression. Change my rating of this movie to a sorry. This helps the postpartum depression. Change this movie to a four. All right. (laughs) I might to be fair. No, I might I might be. this movie it definitely gassed up. I don't know if she four. actually had it's postpartum depression. Okay, <laughs> so three, because it made her feel good about herself. But it gets okay. to be a three now, okay? It gets it to be a one. three now. Okay, right? so, I respect yeah. the movie um, more because Anne Hathaway left feeling better about herself. Uh, so yeah, I, I I think I think it's a strong America Sweet Tartometer uh, performance. Uh, America likes a bad girl. Uh, they 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 aspire after criminals, even if they don't actually like yeah. them in real. They they like uh, movie criminals. They life. they hate real life criminals uh, or people they deem to be criminals. Um, so I'm gonna give it a strong three point seven. Three point seven. Okay, fab. Um, I'm gonna give her a five. Uh, America loves actors. America loves crime. America loves Anna Winter. What's not to love? Let's uh, America's sweetheart, almost Winter. You, you obviously as the only North American in the room. Uh, other than Gus. like the character or her performance, like I'm kind of confused. Her, how much is her character <laughs> in this? The oh, uh, like three? I don't know. Wow! Wow! Okay, <laughs> cares a lot. Uh, what are you are you expressing that the America Sweet Tartometer might be a little bit nebulous and we, kind of unclear on what we ever really mean by it? Jamie, here's the thing: only me and you truly understand the soul of America. Americans don't, <laughs> as has been made amply clear to us, Americans don't understand America I'm more than American. we do, and so too we understand feminist filmmaking more than we. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so we must go on to. Uh, we must go on to Anne's man's. Um, unfortunately, said oh. you do not have a, a pre-prescribed list That's with fine. forty fucking men with dumb nicknames that are delineated between himbos and not himbos. Um, yeah. He's definitely well, no, going down. It's, it's the himbo list, then Enzo Lawrence Fox, and then there's also, by the way, people who abuse Anne Hathaway in this. So yes, um, um, 
it's definitely going down. He's definitely going in the bottom half. I would say he's a he's a dickhead. He's such a wanker. He uh, is just like really bad. But we've also seen many very bad people. Uh, so I think I think I'm gonna stick him just below Krusty the Clown from The Simpsons and just above the Ghost from Passengers. So that puts Ooh. him uh, pretty pretty low down. Interesting, because I, I, I thought I was going to put him pretty low. But uh, one sec. Uh, uh, so I'm going to put Sandra's ex uh, from Ocean's 8. Uh, here's my thing, all right? He doesn't screw her over. He just screws uh, Sandra Bullock over. Uh, so, you know, he goes pretty high, all right? Kristen Kyle's like 36. Uh, screw that, dude. Uh, Anne Hathaway's Japanese crush is at 24. I think she's above that. I think she's above Prince William at 23 from Princess Diaries 2. Uh, she even goes above McSwillison from Princess Diaries. So, wow, uh, that's she, high. Sandra's ex is going in at a smooth 21, just below Prince Andrew from Princess Diaries 2. <laughs> Different Prince Andrew. Need to Different make it Prince clear. Um, so... Uh, of course, we now come to the most important question. Are you going to stash away this movie? Do you believe that this movie will galvanize humanity to fight back against the aliens? Um, Alyssa, we will start with you. Yeah, I mean, obviously I will. It's my favorite Anne Hathaway movie. And I think it's essential to galvanize humanity by showing them that women can be funny because they are in this film and that women can commit crimes too, you know? I, I just think there's better examples of Anne Hathaway being funny. <laughs> Well, that is funny. your opinion. Funny in a lot of movies. Um, Alexander, are you going to stash away this movie? Yeah. Um, you know, I'm going to stash <laughs> this movie away because, uh, you know, one, sometimes there are things that clearly other people like and it means a lot to them. All right? So you, you, you Wait, so, so you, you actually are? You're stashing this movie away? I'm stashing it away, yes. I can't help but feel this is, this is under duress, Alexander. There's um, not a gun pointed at me under the table. <laughs> But fortunately, my girlfriend didn't like this movie, so I can happily say that I'm not going to stash away this movie. Um, and so when we don't stash away something away, uh, we can present something else in its stead. Um, and uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm going to go with another movie I watched this week that I thoroughly, 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 thoroughly enjoyed. Um, which is um, I've forgotten the title of it immediately. The Must new be really Andy good Andy Samberg Palm Springs Palm Springs with yes. Andy Samberg and Kristen uh, Milioti. Um, it takes a relatively well trodden um, topic of time loops, and it doesn't do necessarily anything brand new with it, but it just executes it very very well. And for a, for someone who doesn't normally like rom coms. Um, I think the chemistry between Chris and Milioti and Annie Simberg is fucking great. And it makes me realize how much How I Met Your Mother fucking fumbled the bag by casting Chris and Milioti as the mother. And somehow after nine years managing to get someone who actually works for the mother and casting her yeah. really well. Uh, and then still fucking it up somehow. Um, so cast Chris and Milioti in more things. Get her in. She can be the ninth in Ocean's Nine. Um, yeah, that'd be good. No, but there were nine and eight, which means it has to be ten. <laughs> Nine, okay. Why are and, we disrespecting this dude who actually did the stealing? That's my problem with it. It's a little bonus. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Why is he not counted? Why are they only but, counting like he's look? 
I find it cruel that they are only counting women in it, despite the fact that there is a man who's been oh, underappreciated and no, no, the no. actual stealing. Ale- Alexander, this is just a metaphor. It's a flip and a metaphor for Ooh, real life where, where right. men have been in positions of power yeah, for so long mm-hmm. while women have that been doing true. all the work behind the scenes for that no appreciation. True. They, did, they, did pay, uh, they did pay him uh, 87 cents on the dollar. Uh, <laughs> 77. 77, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Gave him an all extra 10 cents there, Alexander. Woo, he was feeling lucky. Um, so, uh, dear Alexander, what can our dear listeners do between now and next week while I find out what we're reviewing next week? Because I don't remember. Guys, you can go out and you can download some episodes, all right? Just to pick your favourite episodes and download like 10 of them. Download hey, 20 Alyssa, of them. Alyssa, now that you've listened to every episode of the podcast, apparently, what's your favourite episode of the podcast? Oh, oh, there actually was a really funny one recently. Let me just, one, one sec. I just need to look at <laughs> it. Okay, I'm glad. Alyssa has her own rankings, but it's just ranking all our episodes. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yes, he's My got... favorite is You've Got Mail that I was on. And then... Of course, um, of course. Go oh, back no, and listen to... Oh, I the episode yep. where Gus was introduced. She was making really cute noises. But in terms, okay. of, in, in terms of the giggles, one sec. <laughs> so so a lot of self selfish reasons thus far. But do go back and listen to uh, our I episode of You've Got Mail if you want to see Act 1 in the uh, Gillespie music um uh, domestic Sorry. that I'm sure is going to continue. Um, while Alyssa is discovering what, uh, a, while Alyssa is desperately trawling oh, through our episodes, <laughs> trying to find a single one she liked, you can join us next week uh, for Serenity, starring Anne Hathaway and Matthew McConaughey. Oh, uh, apparently, oh. do, do, do you watch that? Because apparently, that's one of the. Uh, that, apparently, that's a very good. Do not look up any spoilers, Jamie. Look up no spoilers. Okay. But I don't even read the synopsis beforehand. Oh, oh, apparently don't it's a I, very good, so bad it's good film. I do that already. Alex, Alyssa, I know you've got your thing. I'm, I'm, holding, I'm, I'm making, making myself wait on bated breath to find out uh-huh. which episode you like. Um, but no, Alexander, that's what I do for all movies. I never go in with any information. I deliberately do that. And we were watching Palm Springs and... Five, I know nothing about it. And five minutes in, my girlfriend goes, oh, so is Andy Samberg already in the time loop? And I'm like, for fuck's sake, I know nothing about this movie. Um, so so uh, this is me starting my own domestic for three days time when uh, when Ellen listens to this. So we've been waiting on beta breath. Alyssa, what is one episode of this podcast that you like? It's the Don Peyote one. Oh, the Don Pe- a, a, a fine choice, madam. Uh-huh. We will bring you of the finest so. Don Peyote. Um, so do go back and listen to uh, Alyssa's favourite episodes, which are the one she's on. Uh, you've got Mel well, and Don and Peyote. Peyote. Um, and join us the week after when we're going to do... Oh, like 50% of the movies left are female-led uh, heist movies. That's, oh, please, that's just sound more excited about it. Yeah, that's Ooh, what Anne I'm more excited about it. They can only go up from here. Oh, they goodness. can. <laughs> um, uh, I am, I'm excited to see Locked Down, if only because I get to talk about how Chibotil Edge 4 went to my school. Uh, that's, that's all that episode's going to be. It's all I'm going to be doing. Just, just flexing that private school education, uh, making mm-hmm. myself sound even worse day to day while Alyssa stares at me. Um... Mm-hmm. And, and any final thoughts? Are you, you guys okay? Here's the thing. I know a friend of the show, Becca, loves Ocean's 8. So, Becca, I'm really glad we had Alyssa on the podcast uh, to uh, rep your uh, opinions. And you know I what? You, I, th- I think Becca would have been better in this movie than Rihanna. So- I thought you were going to say it would be better on this podcast. I was going to be like, well, probably, <laughs> but... <laughs> 
just summoned. You know, actually, we're just going to go. We're going to re-record this whole thing. You know, the, these two hours they, it didn't quite work for me. Um, so, uh, from me, Jamie, and my co-host Al, off to record another episode. Um, that's one more app in the bank. Alyssa, music. Will you clean up my vomit <laughs> for life? No. I like that Al finished on a fucking visual bit. <laughs> he fucking <laughs> opens up a fake fucking ring. Blank spank. <laughs>